Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. My, 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 look at this. We find ourselves here again on another Tuesday night. How about that? Can you believe it? Me and you, you and I, on a night seemingly like any other. But is it? Is it? No, this is a night unlike any other, my friends. We're about to get down on the best show and do it to it. Um, one quick thing. Can I just say I'm looking at Twitter right now? Uh, and this goes for all sports fans. You stop with we. We can do this. We just hit a home run. No, you didn't. You're on Twitter. You didn't do nothing. You're home staring at a dead to a boob tube. You did nothing. You watched it. That's okay. You're excited. You go be a fan as much as you want to be a fan. God bless you. You find a team that makes you happy. You grab it with both arms and you just you squeeze it and, and hug him until the end of time, that team. But just don't say uh, we. Not involved. You ain't on the team. When I look, when I'm watching uh, our, 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 whatever, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I don't go, oh, we got the Ark back. Right? You ever hear me go, oh, boy, we got out of that uh, trash compactor on the Death Star. No, that ain't no we. Neither is sports. Although there's some people, there's some creeps out there, not in my audience, by the way, not in the best show audience. And the best show audience is the best audience you could have. I've seen some of these other audiences. Thanks, but no thanks. Some of these other podcast crowds. Thanks, but no thanks. There's some other podcasts. You talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark. If they were talking about it in sports terminology, they'd say, oh, we lost the Ark. Because of Indiana Jones. I mean, they're uh, Nazis. I'm telling you right now. You're a hate monger. Get out of here. Ain't no room for you here. Ain't no room for you. Get out. All right. Tonight on the best show. Pop. 10 best and worst band names. Now, what does that mean? Well, get this. Has nothing to do with the music. We're just going on the quality of the name, which means there's going to be some bands that would be terrible to listen to that are um, have great names. And conversely, there's going to be some bands that you love 
bad names. Talking about it tonight. 201-332-3484. But that's not all. We have a uh, a guest coming on the show tonight. The one and only uh, Gary Goldman, the comedian. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Little, little, uh, little, uh, star power a little wattage entering the mix tonight right get a little star power in the mix so we'll talk to him all about what he's up to and what's going on on his end of things and i'll talk to you about what's going on on your end of things maybe you can talk to me about what's going on on my end of things but there's only one way to get to the start of things and that is for me to tell you that the best show has begun. Hi, hi, it's the best show. Hey, it's Tom. Who's that? Who's out there? You? What? Hey, everybody, welcome to the best show. My name is Tom Sharpling, and we are doing the show tonight here in October of 2021. I was looking at a little bit of this uh, uh, Dodgers game that's on now because the Dodgers are in the World Series. What are they in now? I don't know what they're in. Whatever it is, the thing before the World Series, the NLCS. And when they show that row of people 
in the stands behind behind them. Man. Looks like uh half of the people look like it's like a Mike Love convention or so like a Mike Love lookalike contest. Like they're holding that. But you know, who am I to judge? You miss Larry King? Do I miss Larry King where? He, he used to be in that, that row. Oh, he's there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. He's, there. He's, not, he's, not, he's not so excited, though. He seems to be very <laughs> contemplative. I don't know what's Mary going Hart on. Mary Hart brings the urn? You think Mary Hart brings the urn? The, the what? The urn? The urn. Well, what, do you, what do you call it with the ashes? The urn, right? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's, he's no longer with us. I do see somebody with a Vampirella t-shirt on, though. Nice. Nice group of people. Good folks. Salt of the earth. Like, first row at any sporting event. Greatest people. Doesn't matter what team it is, what sport it is. You You get courtside. You get right there, first row, right behind home plate. You're not a good person. You crushed someone to get there. I've done that once. Well, you're a good person, though. Jason Thank you. Thank Woodio, you. Gore. Uh, L.A. Zone. L.A. Zone. And he's in the L.A. Zone. I am. Um, L.A. Jason. L.A. Jason in the afternoon. Now what I, we're we're talking about? Like, what about the Doors? Is that like in the because we're going to do top ten best and worst band names? The Doors is neither. Yeah, I think it's neutral. Yeah, Neutral Milk Hotel, not a great name. No, not a good one. Not good, as they says. Uh, not so hot. Uh, but we'll get into this in a minute. We just heard from the one and only Ron Gallo from an album called Heavy Meta, which came out uh, a couple of years back. We heard Young Lady, You're Scaring Me. That's good stuff, man. Got to get more from that kid. And look, when I say kid, I mean kid. I look, because I'm... I've seen it all. I'm like Rutger Hauer and uh, Blade Runner. I've seen it all. I'm surrounded. That's why I try to work with youth now. Pat, Mike, Woodio. I, I like to work with the to the the kids of tomorrow because I they, they it's, it's slightly vampiric, you could say. I drain their life essence for the betterment of the show and by extension, my own life, but it benefits, it benefits the audience. You were all vampires. You could make a case that the wild is a vampire, right? <laughs> now, Mike, I don't know if you saw this exciting news. Yeah. How do you know what it is? He said, I don't no. see exciting news. <laughs> this is literally what just happened. Well, Mike, I don't know if you saw this exciting news. No. What if I was going to say uh, Joe Biden won the election? 
<laughs> it's like, try it on me. Try it. Try it on me. What, what, what is the news item? It's Grateful Dead related. Oh, the T-shirt news. Yeah. See. Yeah, I did see that. Surprisingly. Oh. Can you, I, I do, uh, dude. Can you believe this guy? Can you believe this guy? Can you believe this guy? I'm trying to tell him. I'm trying to say, I see this exciting news, and he. No, I didn't. Oh, but I knew. I saw that. Pat. Pat. Pat yeah. Byrne. Yes. Can you believe this guy? Yes. You can. Okay. Oh, fair enough. A Grateful Dead T-shirt from 1967 was about to be auctioned off, and they were hoping to get like 300 bucks for it or something. 387. Yeah, and they got it. Went it it went for seventeen thousand six hundred forty dollars. Well, first of all, the only thing that makes me wonder is where where on earth did Perry Shall get his hands on seventeen thousand six hundred forty dollars? His first first question. Best show uh, listener and uh, rock star and uh, t shirt enthusiast Perry Shall. Uh, the only thing I could think with this shirt and it's designed. It was designed by Hell's Angel and graphic artist Alan Gut Turk. <laughs> Your name's Alan Turk. What do you need the gut for? That's enough. People just call you Turk. Hey, Turk. Shirt sold for nearly twice as much as a Led Zeppelin shirt from the band's 1979 concerts at Nebworth. Final Led Zeppelin shows. Yeah, look at that. Winner, Bo Bushnell. The guy with the the guy who didn't know he could go outside during the pandemic and sang all those songs in the house. Oh, Bushnell, he bought that shirt. He's the one who bought it. Yeah, the guy who the guy who made that whole special. That's Bo Bushnell, right? The guy where he's like, I can't go outside. I can't go outside because there's a pandemic going on. And meanwhile, it's like, hey, go put a mask on. You can go outside. What are you singing the songs all about? Guys, like, yeah, I'm going to order $35,000 worth of equipment, have it shipped from Amazon to my place so I could so I could do a special inside because I can't go outside. Meanwhile, everybody's wearing a mask. Go outside. I was in the grocery store four days after the pandemic started. Just wore a mask and some gloves. Then I ditched the gloves. Now I got 10 boxes of these uh, gloves. What am going to do with those? I donated mine to a shelter. They'll they'll take them. Well, like Tom Kiefer said, we all need a little shelter, which he, uh, the lead singer of uh, Cinderella, part of the Best Show Book Club. No, not part of it. The Best Show. Why am I talking this? The Best Show Book Club uh, is going to start early November. And we're going to talk about the book, Nothing But a Good Time. And we'll figure out how we're going to talk about it. How we're going to, we'll get a, a select group of listeners to be able to be on the thing, maybe. And then we'll see about getting the authors on, and it'll be great. But read the book, Nothing But a Good Time, an oral history of hair metal from the 80s. And look, we started with an easy one. This one's not too hard. You can't read this. You got some, you got, you got a, I don't have to tell you, you might have to Billy Madison. Uh, you might have to pull a Billy Madison. Well, it is over 500 I, pages. Yeah, it's 500 pages. Yeah, but it's 500 
It's high, it's 500 pages of the bass player from Quiet Riot talking. It's not like 500 pages of it's not like a but Thomas Pinchon for 500 pages. But it's, it's, a, it's 500 pages of a transcript of Don Dokken talking about about hanging flyers <laughs> around Los Angeles. It's no, it's five, uh, it's it's 500 pages of one band after another moaning about not getting their record deal. Yeah. So it, it becomes an endurance test at a certain oh, point. Oh, no. It's a, look, Mike, let's not tip the book. Let's not. <laughs> Save it I'm, for I'm the just book. warning people of what they have. Uh, you, know, you don't forward. warn Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> you don't warn them anything. So, okay. so, yeah. Something got Ralph Nader on the show here. <laughs> I, I, trying to shut everything down, trying to make yeah. sure everybody wears a seatbelt. <laughs> hey, I'm halfway through it. It's, it's, it's a struggle. All right, calm down. <laughs> you haven't even gotten to the point where Nirvana comes into the picture, right? Yeah, where no. every where every oh. musician. I mean, eighty-eight. Greatest thing when the guy from Twisted Sisters like, yeah, Nirvana rolled in, and then it was just over. It's like it was over for you guys. <laughs> Kurt Cobain was in middle school, and it was over for you guys. He was still he was he was still drawing Transformers on his notebook. I had an idea for an alternative history. What's that? Because, you know, actually, Dee Snyder is one of the guys who says it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Quiet Riot. Come mm-hmm. on, feel the noise. Yeah. And that record went to number one. Mm-hmm. So I so I thought, and that all happened because Doug Morris from Electra, I think, mm-hmm. um, he, he, he liked that cover. He didn't like the band itself, mm-hmm. but he liked that cover. The Slade how they song, got, the Slade original. Come on, yeah, feel the, the Slade night. song. Yeah, I know, I, I know what it is. No, I'm Mike. But, hey, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you can you believe this guy? I'm talking I to the audience. This guy. I'm telling this to the audience. <laughs> I know. It's Mike. like I said, no again. again. It's like I, I said, no again to you. No, I know. I know who. I know you know who Slade are, Mike. <laughs> okay. I mean, we're doing a show here. Yeah. You go see Saturday Night Live. What do you think? You're in the studio audience. They're only doing it like a play. No, they're doing it for everybody at home. Uh-huh. Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Okay. Tighten it, Tighten it up. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. So, yeah, I thought. Like, look, well, you, got, ha- you got hair. You got metal on the brain right now. Maybe you're not thinking so clearly. I, <laughs> I do. It. I do have metal. Oh, on no, you're compromised. You're, you're I, I listened to Jet Boy today right for the first time. <laughs> Jet Boy. Well, I'm going to say this. Here's your first problem. You're actually <laughs> listening to this crap. <laughs> you think I wouldn't listen to any of it? I listened to a couple Cinderella songs and I listened to one Dawkins song and I was like, yeah, as bad as I remember it being. But they make bold claims in the book and I, I'm like, really? This would have been bigger than Guns N' Roses if, 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 if the le- record wasn't delayed? Yeah. No you way. Know, so, Mike, so I'm curious. I'm curious. Mike, Carl yeah. Ustremski said it best. If ifs and buts were candies and nuts. We'd all have a hell of a Christmas. That's what he said. Yeah. Are there no are there no hair metal bands that you guys enjoy though? That you're kind of like, okay, I see that. Um. Yeah. Who do I like? I mean, look, I I liked Guns N' Roses just fine back then. Mm -hmm. Couldn't you couldn't pay me to listen to it now? Um, Have you heard their latest single? No, I didn't. Will you play? Do you want to hear it now? Yeah, surprise me. Can okay. you play it? Um, I don't even want to okay. look for it. No, I want you to look for it. I want you because All you're right. gonna you're gonna laugh at the title. Okay. I want me to look for it. 
I'm going to find this piece of crap. <laughs> Do you want me to send you a link? Here. No, no, I'll, no, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll find it. Guns and Roses. It's a song called Hard School. Is that it? That's it. What? Hard School. I'm stuck in hard school. <laughs> Let's check this out. Here's the world premiere of Hard School by Guns N' Roses on The Best Show. I can't, I can't even <laughs> indulge that. That's bad. That's bad, bad. Here's our new song. We It's called Hard School, but the subtitle is Go Buy T-Shirts Now. <laughs> you know when they're just like, the people running the, the shows are just like, they're going to play Hard School as the eighth song in the set. Make sure we have twice as many people at every T-shirt and concession stand. <laughs> For those five minutes. They have another new song called Absurd. Yeah. Oh, God bless them. God bless them, right? They, they seem like such great guys. That awesome song about hate that they did. Eh, whatever. They're terrible. God will punish them. <laughs> I don't know what that means. God will take care of it. Yeah. That's going to be a quote on the front of a GNR biography. Yeah. God will oh, punish them. Tom Sharpling. <laughs> show. Didn't read the book. God will. Two of their shows. Didn't read they the book. Didn't like the crowd. music. I'll say that. They have a tipping crowd. Yeah. You might want to, you might want to hold some of that money up to the yeah. light, Mike. Yeah. They're, and, they're uh, crowd tip. Very good tipping crowd. No, but I'm saying you might, you hold some of that money up. You're going to see, you're going to see the printing uh, anomalies on it. That's counterfeit money at Guns N' Roses shows. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You think that you think they're not? You one, think they're one, not... one show, unfortunately, did have a had what their music played at it. Unfortunately, one one, <laughs> one show had a problem with prost- prostitution in the parking lot. Okay, I made the papers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great to say that's law enforcement. That, law enforcement at work, really focusing on what's important. Uh, s- stopping sex work at a Guns N' Roses in a Guns N' Roses parking lot. Come on, come on, law enforcement, tighten it up. What are you doing? Really focus on children that. in the area. Okay. Well, maybe don't bring your kid to a Guns N' Roses show. Enough with this kid business. Enough. We get it. You got kids. God bless you. I hope your kid's the greatest kid that ever lived. 
there should be like two or three things that are only for adults on this planet. Clearly sports are not one of them. Everything has to be, uh, they have to talk as if everybody's like, and then the, the guy, like everybody's a good guy in sports. Come on. Am I tired? Yeah, I am tired. Am I a little crabby? Perhaps. Am I being funny? Yeah. Um, now I went to uh, Portland uh, this past a week, a few days ago, went to go do a, a taping of a, of a public radio show called live wire. And it was very fun. They were all very nice and it's a very, it'll be a great episode. And I think it comes out very soon. I'm looking forward to everybody hearing. It was fun to do the show in a theater in front of actual people again and have them all there. And it was a a rapid fire. It was a whirlwind uh, tour turnaround. I, I finished work went right to the airport, did a little layover, got in Portland around one in the morning, and got to the hotel around one in the morning, then uh, woke up, went right back to work on the old Zoom, then went to the show, did the show, went back to the room, fell back asleep, ate enough pizza to put me back to sleep, they have pizza chain. They're called like Sizzle Pie, which uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby, Sizzle Pie. You maybe make sure that cheese doesn't smear all over the place. Your cheese a little runny, but it's all right. Um, then I had to leave at like 3 in the morning to catch my plane so I could be back at work on Friday morning. And I get on that plane. First one flies back to San Francisco. Then I go find the the one for the layover. And I'm on the plane. I there was the, the scariest. The scare I'm saying it was one of the scariest moments I've ever had is that they said um they were like, okay, now we're getting ready for the flight to Phoenix. And everybody, please have your seatbelts fashion. And I was like, Phoenix? Wait, am I going to Phoenix? Did I get on the wrong plane? Because <laughs> I'm so tired. And then like one minute later, it's like, this plane is not going to Phoenix. That was a mistake. We apologize. But for a good 30 seconds, I felt every emotion where I was like, do I jump up in a panic and start screaming? I'm not going to Phoenix. I'm always supposed to. Go, I wasn't supposed to go to Phoenix. Because I flew out of this Burbank airport. Now, do you know about this Burbank airport, Woody? I'm fairly close to it, but I haven't been. Not nuts about how you said that. You had a very announcerish quality in your voice. I didn't like. <laughs> it just happens. It happens. I'm very close to it. What I? <laughs> but I've never been. When I open the mic, sometimes it, was, it just happens. It's Casey Kasem doing yeah. the the uh, long distance dedications. <laughs> this next one goes out to little Billy, who is excited to graduate third grade. 
Here's Lou Monty with Shut Up or You Face. Casey Kasem was friends with the gentleman that the airport was named after. Bob Hope. The late, great Bob Hope. There's also a lesson. There's also a lesson in life when you think of Bob Hope. This guy, nobody knows who this guy shows, just shows. Nobody knows who anybody is. Everybody forgets who everybody was. Bob Hope was like was like a god in terms of the entertainment business for decades. Now you mentioned Bob Hope. It's just like, who's who's that? The the guy from the airport? Nobody knows who that is. People think he's the guy from the old Kmart commercials. From the uh, his final appearance was in a Kmart commercial. Did you ever see that? I can't watch it. It's it's. You just get to the point where it feels like it, it really does feel like elder abuse, and I'm not even saying that to be funny. It's just like, why are they dragging this guy who clearly is is uh, falling apart onto the set of a commercial to be in a to, to be like ah oh, Kmart everybody or whatever he said. Ay yay 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 yay. That's a pretty good Bob Hope. What is? When you say, hey, Kmart, everybody, go. That's well, thank you, Pat. You're very kind. It's, it was, I did it very poorly after you said it was a good one. You I had it, it very you had badly. it without thinking about it. I did have it. I gave my best, right? But I guess my best wasn't. I did Bob Hope, but the second time wasn't good enough. <sighs> So, yeah, so it was terrifying. I thought I was going to Phoenix. And it really showed, it really was a look into my own soul to realize, like, am I a total coward? Am I going to be afraid to go, we're not going to Phoenix? I'm not going to Phoenix. Or would I have sat there and been like, uh, excuse me, I, uh, I'm i not supposed to go to Phoenix. I'm actually supposed to, like, suddenly I'm talking like one of the uh, jerky boys. Um, no, I, I was a real, but thankfully they came on. Cause I just, I, I think it would have revealed uh, a streak in me that I didn't like, but thankfully I was spared that, but this Burbank airport, Mike, I'm telling you that quick check you go to in Bayonne is bigger than this Burbank airport. Really? Yeah. It's as tiny as can be. You go to this. I parked, I parked. Within five minutes, I was at the gate. Five. Wow. Five minutes. It's incredible. Then I had a little time to eat. So where'd I go, Mike? A little fancy. I, I figured I'd treat myself. A little bit of Guy Fieri's airport restaurant. <laughs> I'll say this. Not bad. Guy gets a bum rap. Guy Fieri. You get. Um. I got a a, a a veggie burger. Yeah. Did you get donkey sauce on it? I didn't get donkey sauce on it. I don't know. Uh, they I said they were out of donkey sauce. <laughs> it was too early. They hadn't made the, the batch of donkey sauce yeah. for the day. Yeah. But let me say this. And I want you all to listen to this. This, this is a lesson in today. Every couple months, I'll get a craving for... You ever get a craving for something where you're just like, I shouldn't do this, but I, I'm going to do it anyway. And then you go eat something, 
And then you're just like, yeah, that's why I don't do that regularly. Cause that sucked. You know that feeling? Yeah. And then you get a little respite from it cause you got it out of your system. And then maybe a couple months later you do it again. <laughs> you, you know that experience, Mike? Well, it's, it's pretty much every time I go to fast food restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I've been trying to avoid that, but then you break down and then it's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I don't go, you know? Well, that's what happened to me today. Yeah. I was working and I says to myself, you know what I could really go for? I got a taste for it in, in me mouth. And I was like, I think I want to go to Jimmy John's. <laughs> And Jimmy John's is bad. It's like bad, bad. It's a su- a su- it's a, s- a sandwich chain. You'd almost think it was created by like the like Mike's Jersey Mike's created uh, Jimmy John's to be just like like as if you'd eat the Jimmy John sandwich and on the wrapper underneath would be like feel sick. Like if it was say like feel sick, should have gone to Jersey Mike's. Huh. Can, can you rank the sub chains for us? Well, I need to know a list of them. Well, the ones you you've experienced. You just mentioned Jersey Number Mike's. Number one, Blimpies. Number one, Blimpies. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's Blimp- didn't see that coming. No. No. Well, guess what? <laughs> there you go. Number one, Blimpies. When's the last time I added a Blimpies? Fifteen years ago, maybe the one in Hoboken. <laughs> That final one that was left, Blimpy Base One. Yeah, I would eat at. Yeah, I was. I always had a, a little soft spot for Blimpies as a kid. It's a Subway's, good one in Bayonne. Subway's disgusting. <laughs> Jimmy John's is as bad, if not worse, than Subway. No, I think Jimmy John's probably a little better than Subway. Subway no, is true. Well, that's on your list then. You <laughs> want me to tell you? Because <laughs> my list is a community effort here. <laughs> we have to pull a mic and do an alternate list. <laughs> yeah, and that was one of the weirdest things ever. Where we're doing the snack list, and AP Mike goes rogue. <laughs> he does a list where he's like, "I like coleslaw, I like German potato salad." He's a, it's like, "What are you working at the deli?" So, but neither here nor there. That's in the past. I get this and look, I'll rank the sub chains. If somebody gives me a list of 10 sub chains, I'll, I'll put, I'll rank them. Um, yeah. Jimmy John's is, is so bad. You can't believe that you're, that you're like eating it in the day where there's other options. Like it's in a, in a, in like a, in a part of town where there are other things you could buy to eat. It feels like one of those things where you're just driving through just like, yeah, we just crossed the state line from Virginia into North Carolina. And yeah, this gas station has uh, Jimmy John's attached to it. Guess that's what I'm having for dinner because it's one in the morning. Like that's when you eat Jimmy. You end up at Jimmy John's. That's like it's your only play. It's your only play is a Jimmy John's or should be. Not me. All the options in the world. Go to Jimmy John's because I got the the taste. So I drive out there. I go to I go in this place. I go yeah, I want to get a veggie sub. 
the number six. And now on a on a good day, this is what that sub tastes like. Uh, the The roll is like a cardboard plastic hybrid. The world's worst, uh, most artificial uh, glow in the dark guacamole. Cheap iceberg lettuce. What kind of sandwich? Sub sub sandwich. I know, but like what, a long, like a long roll. I know, but like a, a uh, what kind of sandwich did you get? The number six, the veggie, the veggie sub. Oh, sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Got the number six veggie. Some low grade cheese on it. Whatever else. That's what that's on a good day. What it's supposed to be. I go to Jimmy John's. I'm like, yeah, I want a number six. And then they go, okay, number six coming right up. I put my credit card in the machine. And then they go, oh, we're out of rolls. We only have wheat bread. What? First of all, you rang the thing up before you knew that? You knew it. But that's secondly. I put that first. I'm saying that's second now. Here's the first thing. And look, I'm not getting on people behind counters. My family works behind counters. I work behind counters. I'll end up behind a counter at some point. It's fine. I liked working retail, and I will like it again. It's fine. But you're working at Jimmy John's. You got one job. Make bread. Make sure there's enough rolls. That's it. You can't make sure there's enough rolls. Well, you got you got you got take taken by surprise that people came in for sandwiches. Uh-huh. What? Oh my! Oh, we're we're running out of the bread. The bread's just flying out of here today. The rolls. Oh, I didn't expect all this. Expect it. It's your work at Jimmy John's. Hey, we, we really got caught unawares here. Oh, you did? At one in the afternoon? Make more rolls. Oh, well, we try, Yeah, you try to make, you're going to have it so you make too many? Then so be it. You made too many. Send the employees home with them. Give them that lousy bread. They can use it for door stoppers. I don't get it. So then they break out this. So now I'm just like, yeah, I guess I'm going to have. Um, I guess I'll have it on wheat bread now. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to a sandwich place and get some on wheat bread. I might as well just pull into a grocery store parking lot, buy the ingredients and make it on my lap. Bring it back to my car, make it on my lap. What am I doing? You know what I mean? Wheat bread. Watch a guy run across the street to 7-Eleven, grab a loaf of wheat bread. Sick. Sick and sad, equal parts. One part sick, one part sad. So Jimmy John's, 
You got one. You got one. There's one job. Have enough bread on hand. Ain't that hard. I might have to manage a Jimmy John's now just to just to prove how easy it is. If there's any Jimmy John's in the area hiring, please let me know. So what do we got going on here? We got the best show. We got Gary Goldman will be on shortly. Uh, the comedian who's got a big show coming up in New York City. Very exciting. Very funny guy. Very funny guy. I like him a lot. I've been a fan for years. Excited to have him on. Seems like one of the good guys in comedy. You know what I mean? One of the good guys. Very funny. But the, the topic tonight, top 10 best band names, top 10 worst band names. And again, this has nothing to do with the music. Nothing to do with the music. Because look, I know one name's going to keep coming up over and over. As soon as I came up with this topic idea, Diarrhea Planet. By all metrics, a good band. Rockin', catchy songs. Terrible band name. Diarrhea Planet goes on the list, number three. Best or worst? Worst. Okay. Just clarifying for the audience. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're looking out for the audience now. <laughs> suddenly, uh, suddenly your awareness of the audience <laughs> comes and goes. <laughs> well, I'm attuned. No, no, you're keeping me. You're holding, you're holding my feet to the fire. <laughs> Conversely, get ready for this one. Grateful Dead. It's a really good name for a band. It's a cool name. Music's terrible. Good band name, though. Am I wrong? That a better a band that name deserves to be applied to a better band. Grateful Dead. Put it at number nine on the best list, please. Grateful Dead have the best imagery, best band name, best everything, worst music. It's funny how that works. Isn't it funny that the Grateful Dead and the Velvet Underground both called themselves the Warlocks at one point, and one is a terrible band that wouldn't stop playing no matter what, and the other one was the best band that stopped playing way too soon? Ironic, eh? Irony personified, some would say. Pat, we got any calls? We got tons. I just wanted to clarify. Um, Diarrhea Planet 3. Oh, I got the list. We're good. Okay. We're good. And Grateful Dead is 9 on best. On best. Woodio will do the list tonight, Pat. You You don't sweat that. Just making sure. I appreciate uh, it. We got lines up the wazoo. Let's start with this one. is the new. This is the focus I like. You got Pat and they saying, "I'll do. I'll do the list." And Jason's like, "No, I got it. Don't worry. You do that. I'll do this." Everybody's on it. I like it. 
I like the fire. And then Mike's got a fire lit under him. Everybody's on point. I just sent you the link, the link too, so you can see. Oh, thank you. Look at that. Efficiency personified. Give me a call, please, Pat. Hello, best show. Hi, how you doing? Good. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, Simon from Ontario, Canada. Simon from Ontario, Canada. We've spoken to you before, haven't yeah, we? I not Simon. So. Sorry. We've spoken before. Yeah, we, yeah. It's good times. I've enjoyed it. Well, thank you. What's up, my friend? Oh, not too much. I, I like the song that you played. The uh, it sounded just a smidge like the tragically hip to me. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I don't know familiar? them as well as I should. I don't know them as well as I should. Yeah, they're kind of uh, big in Canada, not too big in... Uh, oh, in we are all aware that they are big in Canada. Yes, they are a national... Don't worry, Canada. my friend. No one... It eludes no one that the tragically hip are big in Canada. What gave it away? Was it the song The 100th Meridian or Wheat Kings? Or it could have been everyone from Canada saying we love the tragically hip. <laughs> yeah, I've I've maintained for years that our national anthem should just be replaced with a tragically hip song. That'd be good. I, I kind of think the national anthem of uh, Canada could probably be. Uh, oh, it's awful! Uh, it's terrible! It's not good. I think it could be uh, Rush have that song "Bitor" and the Snow Dog. <laughs> I, I think that it should be either uh, that or a uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gord Downey. In the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And then, Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot, not Gordon Downey. Wait, what did I say? Oh, no, Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, it's Gordon Lightfoot. Come on. how can I, I'm more Canadian than you are, Simon. I have to Although your name's Simon, it beats me out right off the bat in terms of being Canadian. <laughs> Is that a Canadian name? It's more Canadian than an American name. I, I feel great shame. Um, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go have to make a national apology after this. I think. Yeah, you're gonna have to eat uh, uh, an entire terrible Canadian pizza pie. <laughs> I like how we always circle back to that. It always comes. What, what did Toronto do to you? This this is me being. They served serious. me bad pizza for four months. That's that what they did. That cannot be it. That cannot be it. Oh, it's literally it. If you want to know, that's what they did. They served bad pizza for four months straight when I was there. I refuse to believe that bad pizza wow. could cause this level of trauma. Somebody somebody yelled at you on the subway or something, right? Nah, well, I heard other people get yelled at on the subway. That's not the... There was one guy in the grocery store that time when I was looking for the snack cakes, and there was no other employees around, and I said to him... Uh, I found a guy in the seafood department stocking the, the seafood. I was like, hey, can you tell me where I'm looking for snack cakes? He goes, not my department. And then turned his back on me. It's like, yeah, of course it's not your department. I knew you. I knew I was not going to find any freaking snack cakes next to the halibut over here. You don't think I know how, you don't think I know how grocery stores work? I'm asking where. Just tell me which way to go. It's not, not my department. And you know he went home that night. He was telling his uh, 
family all about the guy who came into the seafood section asking for snack cakes like I'm an idiot. <laughs> First of all, hire more than two people for an entire grocery store. Secondly, secondly, don't be such a, we- a, we- a Weisenheimer. Not my department. How dare you? Yeah, it's hard to hire people when you pay them $16 an hour. Mm, little statement here. Somebody's getting political. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll back off on the minimum wage. Take it thing. easy. Take it easy, Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this isn't CNN. This is the yeah. best show. Thank you. It is the best show. So, so what, what do you got for me, Simon? Uh, I think the Smashing Pumpkins, regardless of what you think, it's a pretty good name. Oh, no. Tell, sell it to me. Sell it to I, me. I think a good band name, more than anything, creates, like, like you, you, you hear it and you think of something immediately. So, I don't know. I have a, there's a visual that's very striking. Even if I, if I didn't like, because I don't really like the Smashing Pumpkins that much. But I want to like them just based off on how cool the name is, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you know what song I like by them? The one the that goes. World is a vampire. No, no, I don't. I don't like that one. I like the one that goes. Remember that one? Yep. That's a good one. I like that one. That's a good song. It's a good song, right? Thank you. But I didn't write it. I don't know. I'm saying thank you. (laughs) Um, What about what? What about what? (laughs) Uh, The Talking Heads or Talking Heads? I guess there is no Talking Heads. No, that's a bad name. Joy Division. Joy Division is the one of the worst names ever. I'm not even putting it on a list. That, that, makes, that sucks. Oh, that hurts. Okay, let's do bad names. Yeah, well, well, you know, it also hurts. It's the source of what Joy Division is. You're going to have to school me on that. I'm not, I don't well, know. You're gonna, you go to school yourself on this, Junior. You go look it up, and then you tell me. You go, this is what I want you to do. No, this is what we're going to do right now. Oh, wait. You Type it in your little computer, and you t- then you tell me what Joy Division is, and then you tell me how much of a hoot you think that is as a band name. I just remembered I feel terrible. The lead singer killed himself, yeah. didn't he? It's not that. Oh. It's, it's worse. I'm typing Look it, it up. I'm at my computer. I'm typing it in, Joy Division. And then I want you to read to everybody the origin of the name. Formation in Wikipedia. The Sex Pistols show suggested no. the band name Stiff Kittens, but the band settled on Warsaw. And then... I'm not a speed reader. This might take me a while. Uh, it's going to be worth it. Early releases. Unknown pleasure. Don't you sing. Don't you sing tequila while you search 
this. Don't you sing tequila while you search his name, Oh, son. no. Yeah, tell us all what it means. The prostitution wing of a Nazi death camp. Wait, am I reading along? Is that it? That's it. Real um, funny, huh? Real fun band name, eh? Wow, I've committed two uh, faux pas in 15 minutes. That's a new record for me. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Look, we all commit. We all commit faux pas now and again. So you strung two together. Yeah. We are all at one point or another. We've all been the. We've all been asking. there. Yeah. All and, the but it is not without consequence. So I say to you, good night, sir. Hang all up right, on good him. Good night. Hang up on him before he gets to say good night. I didn't want to have to do it. What I just did, but I had to do it. Guy talking like it's a party name. Next call, please. Hello. Hello. Hi, Best Show. <clears throat> hey, Tom. This is John in Chicago. John in Chicago. What's up, John? Guy sing. Um, Guy singing tequila. Dude, as soon as you see what Joy Division means, you ain't gonna be singing yeah. tequila or. That was that was some dramatic irony, knowing what was just ahead of that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you got for me, Chief? Um, I have a couple suggestions. I think I have some of the obvious ones. Um, if we want to just get those out of the way, and then I have a couple others. Go for it. Um, the Beatles. Beatles is a bad name. Not bad enough to make the bottom ten. Not a good name, though. It's a pun. Right. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking about some of these, and I'm, I guess I'm, I'm not... We're called the Beatles. My... Get it? Get it? Do you get it? <laughs> we called ourselves the Beatles. Get it? It's a play on words. Get it? It was bad enough in the early days, but then when they tried to, you know, flex their artistic chops more and they were still called the Beatles. Yeah, then it's it's kind of bizarre that, like, there's a band doing uh, Revolution Number 9. They're literally doing musique concrète. (laughs) That's right. You heard it. It's good musicology, though, kid. And then, meanwhile, their name is a play on words for beat groups for bugs. <laughs> um, in the same vein, and I don't know if this will make the cut because it's kind of in context, also. But the Beach Boys, just like Beach you Boys, said, you put times. that Beach Boys is number six on the worst names. Beach Boys. So Michael Love is eighty-eight years old, and he's out <laughs> as a Beach Boy. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. Really? Uh, tell me more about your surfing you're doing. Surfing 8chan these days, huh? Yeah, he's surfing 8chan. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Surfing on 8chan tonight. 
hanging out with Ron Swanson tonight. Not Ron Swanson. What's the guy's name? <laughs> uh, Watkins. Ron Watkins. A lot of people got that Ron Watkins look going on these days, too. It was, uh, half the people in Los Angeles say half look like Mike Love, the other half look like Ron Watkins. But which one's the kid? Ron is the the kid. What's the dad's name? Jim. Hey, you're he into it. He freaks me out. His whole, his whole, um, the, the way he looks just really creeps me out. Jim Watkins. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't make fun of how people look. No, you're not making fun of because he's. This is not how he looks. He's making stylistic choices, and he's also a monster. Um, yeah, he he he. Uh, yeah, let's just say those uh, those uh, what they have pigs or something. What they have again? You had a um, pig farm or something? I think whatever that I animal farm he has. I'd say I hope it made enough money to pay for all that mustache wax he was uh, he was buying. <laughs> I liked his crazy mustache uh, mustache designs. I think he he might have put some. He had like eyebrow wax, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he, I don't like him. Yeah, nah. oh, I'm reading here this Grateful Dead T-shirt that was that went for all that money. The reason why the person bought it was that the guy, uh, what's his face, with the with the stand-up comedy special, uh, Bo Bushnell. The reason why. He bought it was that he could he he said he could put uh, the T-shirt, he could wrap it around his head and put it in his ears so he didn't have to hear Grateful Dead music. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, look, you made it on the list. Good for you. Did it. You did it, my friend. Thank you. Have a grand Thank evening. You. you as well, Tom. Thank you. Okay. Good night. Like that guy. Anybody on the staff have a, a band a name for either side? I got a couple bad names. Let's hear them. Skank and Pickle. I almost wonder if we're going to have to do a, a, a no ska rule because all 10 would be ska names. Yeah, but we could have one that encompasses. That yes. like that's know. the way to do it, Pat. Yeah. One is going to have to. So let's do a sub list of ska band names, and then we'll pick the worst of the worst from that, and then that yeah. band will go in on the list at some point. Sure, because this one isn't a pun on the word ska, but there's plenty mm-hmm. of those. Obviously, mm-hmm. that could fill a whole list or book. Yeah, but I always thought Skank and Pickle was probably one of the w- worst ones. Of the 90s. Yeah, I would agree with you. That's pretty bad. Skank and Pickle. Yeah. Um, and Herman's Hermits. It's pretty bad, actually, when you take a step back from it. Yeah. Herman's Hermits. It, 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 it's, Herm- like, it's, it's it's incredibly stupid. It's unsettling when it leaves your tongue. It's like, it's like yeah. saying the word plump or you know uh, one of those words yeah because you're saying herm twice yeah <laughs> like there's no context for you should say you should say herm no that close together in two different words incredibly unpleasing. herman's 
hermit. Yeah. Very unsettling and unpleasing to say. Yeah. And okay. then I have one that's um, just straight out of the book that we're all reading. Striper with a Y. Striper with a Y is pretty bad. Yeah. I I hate it. That whole chapter on that made me really hate that band. Well, those guys sucked. I didn't realize how much they sucked, though. And then I was no, like... They sucked, wor- they sucked a little worse than... Everybody. Than, than all those metal bands. Yeah. I just was like, what? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But yeah, then I, when I when I found out they spell it with a Y, I hated it even more. Yeah. Herman's Hermits. Yeah, let's... um, Because we'll try to make sure the list is all-encompassing on both sides. We'll make sure, sure. that like, like there's a 60s, like a 60s group. It's not just going to be all be 60s bands. Right. But Herman's Hermits might embody the worst of the early 60s. So what number for them? Put them in the uh, 10 spot for the time being. Um, what else we got? And you got any Dudia? Woodio? I got some good ones and bad ones here. So let's, let's hear a couple. Let's, let's hear, give me one of each. Okay. I'm going to give you, uh, Ned's atomic dustbin. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Jethro tall. Yeah, I get, I get why that's bad, but it's, it's also kind of harmless in a way. And one of the best ones, Pink Floyd. You think so? Yeah. There's something about it. It feels legendary. Okay. We'll think about it. Ugly Kid Joe. Ugly Kid Joe. Now that's a bad band name. We're going to think of that's close. That's close to making the list. Who else? The Naz. That's a good name. John Spencer Blues Explosion. Wait, is one of the good ones or bad ones? That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, Bad. That is a good name. Put that in number 10. John Spencer Blues Explosion, number 10. And then another one for bad, I have Hoobastank. Yeah, Hoobastank has to get on the list. Put them at number six. We already have Beach Boys at six. Put them at seven, please. Seven. We got it. We got to throw Velvet Underground on the good list somewhere. That's not on there yet, right? Yeah, no, we only have two on the good list. That's the Grateful Dead and John Spencer Blues Explosion. I feel like Velvet Underground's a free space for that good list. Man, I watched that documentary a second time. Went to the theater, saw it. What a, what an amazing thing to see in a theater. Loved it. Did you see um, it both times at a theater? No, the first time I saw it at home. Yeah, I wanted to go to the theater the first time. We couldn't make it out to a theater, so I did see it at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of wished I saw it in the theater, though. Cue Mike not liking the movie in four, three. <laughs> I liked two. it. <laughs> oh, oh, Tom and Mike on like the same Apple page TV. or something. <laughs> Mike, it was an ideal just to watch it. Mike, I don't like Apple TV either. Yeah, I don't like it either. I have to watch it again because I was telling. Jason, that uh, it wasn't streaming well. I, you know, I mean, I, I stream stuff all the oh, time. I never have a problem. 
So I had to watch the movie like in 10 minute increments and that's not the way watching. That's a bummer. Yeah. 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 No, but, but uh, look, it's, it's second time. I I liked it even more. I thought it was, um, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, it's a statement on, 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 on art and, just it's just it's it's, a, it's like there's a point in the movie where they're just like this is not the counterculture this is the culture and that's how it feels with that stuff where it's just like build a world where your stuff doesn't have to be uh the other where it just is and that's that's nice that the world is much more like that now where people find their thing own their thing and then that's their thing they don't have to pretend you don't have to go home and watch. You don't have to go home and watch the Jeffersons and Alice, stuff like that. You have options now. You have to be like, "Oh, Love Boat sucks." Okay, well, don't watch it. Well, it's literally the only thing on. It's like, well, now that's not the case. Oh no! Don't no! I'm glad there was no mention of Squeeze in the thing. I was. I, I thought people were just like, "Oh, did they mention Squeeze?" No, they didn't mention Squeeze. The f- fake Velvet Underground album squeeze. Which, when anybody's just like, when anybody's like, Doug Yule's awesome, it's like, well, check squeeze out. You tell me how awesome he is. You check, check, check out what Doug Yule did without Lou Reed writing the songs. Then we'll come back and tell me. Is there more? I mean, I would have liked to at least heard from him. I mean, is, is there just like, he's like totally off the camp? Is that the story? No, no. He, uh, look, they could have pulled more stuff with him, whatever. It's like. Oh, no, I'm not even that. I'm, I mean, he's, he's still alive. Boy. He's an errand boy. He's an errand boy. <laughs> Doug Yule is an errand boy. How many points if we get Doug Yule to call in? 10,000. <laughs> 10,000 points. Is you get any member of Velvet Underground is to call in. You get. Here's how it works. 10,000 for Doug Yule. 20,000 for Mo Tucker, 300,000 best show points for John Kale. Okay. 300,000. And you don't even know what you can buy with 300,000 best show bucks. <laughs> John Kale looks good too. For a guy come, he's a, he looks great. Deep into his 70s. He's doing all right. Yeah. I could use a little bit of that John Kell magic he's got going on. Use a little bit of that. He looks rugged. He beat me up in a fight. You fight John Kell, you're going down. I don't care who you are. John Cena fights John Kell. John Cena's going down. This guy did the bleeping gift. You think he? You think he can't take a punch? He read the bleeping gift. He produced the bleeping uh, Modern Lovers record, the bleeping Stooges record, the bleeping Patti Smith record. I don't think he can take it. You don't think he can take a punch? So, any more calls, Pat? Sure do. Hello, Bashow. Best show, hi. Hello, hello. Hello, welcome to the best show. Uh, ahoy, Captain Tom. 
Oh, I thank you. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Old Butterscotch. Old Butterscotch. That's your new name. That's right. Don't sure. don't know the previous name. Don't want to know the previous name. From now on, you're Old Butterscotch. It's uh, it's my lot in life, and I'm uh, I'm happy to, to claim it for myself, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, you got a nickname now, Old Butterscotch. What's going on? Uh, I I wanted to concur about the Velvet Underground doc that I watched. I I literally just kind of watched it on repeat over the weekend mm-hmm. uh, at home, unfortunately. But I'm hoping to get out to see it this weekend. Um, but it was it's mesmerizing. It's beautiful. It was I I was strangely emotional at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I, I I cannot say enough good things about it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's like a, that's a home run as far as I'm concerned. It's the best thing I've seen all year of any kind. I might agree with you. I might agree with you. I, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing Mo Tucker on the show. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm ready. Yep. I'm ready. <laughs> so what do you got for I me? Think- old butterscotch. Okay, I got, I got. I mean, this is a, this is a real gimme for the worst list, but uh, Cherry Pop and Daddies. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Put it on the. That's going to have to go on the ska list, though. We're bands from that era, right? So yeah, we're going to associate, 90s, even though they're not straight up pure ska. They kind of have that revival vibe, right? They were kind of like the, the Zoot Suit band, right? Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah put them on the good. list, please. Because then you think of like a band like the Scorpions, like they're a terrible band, but the Scorpions is a good band name. Great name, terrible band. I can't think of it. Put Scorpions at five, please. Like if it was like, hey, there's Um, a band called the Scorpions. I'd see them. Oh, wait, wait, before you go, before you jump the gun, check this song out. Oh, that's awful. (laughs) <laughs> did you hear that, that extremely anticlimactic podcast about how maybe one of their songs was written by the cia i've i've heard about it. i didn't listen to it yet i'm interested I, that's a podcast i've been wanting to listen to it's a, it's interesting but it's one of those it's one of those where well i guess we'll never know <laughs> yeah but still fun Oh, uh, you know what it just means. You know what that means. I don't want to listen to. I don't want the. I don't ever want to listen to the CIA's uh, CIA's uh, uh, iPod. Yeah, they got the scorpions on there. That's their output. Yeah, (laughs) might be might be a pass on that. Maybe we figure out what the NSA is up to musically. Yeah, I want. I don't want to hear the iPod of any government official. Maybe there's like an interagency rivalry who can come up with the best, uh, you know, propaganda band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, Propagandi is a pretty bad band name. Ooh, that's a yeah. That's a it doesn't, doesn't put them well. at number ten, please. Propagandi. The Herman's Hermits is already ten. Then put them at number eight, please. Uh, what about the band? Is a bad name. That's one I gotta I gotta think about. All right, my friend. I'm gonna say this to you, old butterscotch. You have a great night. 
Thank you, Tom. You have a great night. Oh, wait, by the way, uh, uh, you did it, you SOB. There you go. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, old butterscotch. Great stuff. Have a good night. Have a great night. Okay. I'm going to play something real quick, and we'll be back with our guest, Gary Goldman. How about that? What do you think about that, huh? How do you like them? You like apples? What do you think about them apples? We'll be right back in two and a half minutes. Best show. We worked our way up from East End pubs to gigs and backstage passes. Mm. Yeah, the good time music of Cox Barr with Take Em All. What's that from the Shock Troops record? Right? Good stuff. Now, please, you, the best show listener, realize a couple things. First of all, you want to support the show, you go to patreon.com slash the best show. That's where all of the stuff is in terms of that's how you get stickers for the show. That's how you get um that's how you get uh bonus content that we have up there. We have episodes of so far going up that you can't get anywhere else. That's the Crosby Stills Nash and Young podcast recap show we do. Got Ask Tom. Did an, another one of those went up recently, right, uh Jason? That's correct. That's right. Another one of those. I'll do another one in a couple weeks. Um and there's other stuff coming. We got other stuff coming up our sleeves, so get ready for that. And that's how you support the show. Patreon.com slash the best show. And there's the book plates there for my book, It Never Ends. You can go check those out. If you didn't get one, uh, if you just just go there and read the thing. And if you're a Patreon supporter, just check it out and we'll figure it out. I try to take care of my people as you take care of the best show. And special book club coming up. Nothing but a good time is the book. Read it. More inform- We'll have more information next week about about the um, about the the recording of that, and we'll get people in on it. It's gonna be it'll be good. We'll get it all done. So it'll be exciting. Early November air for that, but we'll record it earlier, and you'll hear all about it. But now, this is the exciting part. We have a guest on the show. Usually, these guests we get on the show, one's, one's worse than the next, to be honest. It's usually a uh, parade, like a race to the bottom. That's what a lot of people have described it as, and it's hard for me to argue with that. But tonight, we got we got a big one. We got a good one. Tonight... We have a comedian. This is a, a national comedian, a touring act, as people say. It's a, and this, this com- he has a special called uh, The Great Depression, which I loved. And he's on the best show right now. His name is Gary Goleman. Pat, can you bring a guest on? And again, this is not a the usual best show guest where you're just like, this is not a who's that. This is a how'd they get this guest. Usually it's just like, <laughs> who's that? <laughs> oh, we got so-and-so on. Who's that? Well, let me explain it to you for 10 minutes. No, this is, a, this is what we call a get in the biz. <laughs> God, they're like a little, 
Oh, this is the greatest guest I ever had laughing already. Usually. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know what to do. I'm, this is it's like, like you're talking in a different language. I'm not sure what to make of this. These strange sounds you're making when I say things. Now, this is very oh, exciting. Um, we have Gary Gallman on the show. How are you, Gary? I'm, I'm terrific, Tom. I'm, I'm really grateful for you having me on. I, I read your book over the, or listened to you read it over the summer. And I, I mean, I was already a fan, but that brought me to a, a new level. And it was just, it's an extraordinary book. I'm, I'm sure you've brought it up to, to mention it on the show. And, and maybe I'm the, the, um, I'm gilding the lily here, but I just, it, it was, uh, it, it was extraordinary. It was funny. It was heartfelt. I also feel that we have so many overlapping interests and passions and obsessions. And, and I, I just, uh, I, I can't tell you how fond of you I am and, and how grateful I am for you having me on, on the book. Oh my God. So, well, that's the sweetest so that's thing intro. you could say. I've always been a fan of yours oh, and you. Ever since I was watching my television and a young Gary Goldman was on a tour bus oh and was told, this isn't taxgasm, it's tourgasm. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was a, uh, yeah, that tour was an absolute nightmare. And uh, I was such a, such a misfit and... Yeah, and for people who don't, I'm, this is the Dane Cook had a, a tour special called Tourgasm, where it was him at the peak of his powers, and he took a few comedians out with him, and it was you, and it was Robert Kelly, right? Yes, yeah, and and then so who was the other fella there? Uh, he he was like a, it was interesting. He was sort of the the. Do you remember when Jerry Seinfeld needed a, a foil, kind of an amateur in that documentary that I thought was so cruel? I thought it was, it, he kind of played that role where he wasn't very good at comedy and, and I, I guess he made us look better. But um, yeah, he was mostly a guy who used to MC around LA and and he was a good friend of Dane's and, and he uh, brought him along to MC, but he was uh, an amateur, really. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing to be. Look, and, and it's not you're not putting anybody down for being at different places in terms of where they're at comedically or or experience wise. That's that's just the yeah. process of doing things. But it's another right. thing to to be overmatched for an opportunity is an unfortunate thing because you want to yeah. grab the opportunity, yeah. but you might not be ready for the opportunity. Right, right. HBO has has a, a mostly illustrious history of putting on on uh, fine comedy uh, with some misses here and there. But but yeah, he he was a little green, as they say. Green, they use that term in the business. Yes, that green it it it, it, it denotes that a comedian uh, or anyone for that matter has yeah. less experience. I guess it's in reference to a unripened banana. I guess I don't know. Is that what it is? Are these yeah, are I people think, called green well, because bananas are green? I yeah, I think either a banana or even maybe a, a, a tomato. But those are pretty much the green, the, uh, the the fruits that I think of that are are green when when unripe. Yeah, I just uh, this is when it really would have been good for me to have um, 
gotten an education. <laughs> I start to I realize think, moments like this when I'm just like, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Think, like, I what think, about this thing? I don't know. But I think it's extraordinary what you've done with... With, with a, so little. A, Thank you. I appreciate no, it is. I mean, when I watch, I mean, I was such a big fan of Monk, and I want to share with you a fantasy that I had whenever I would watch Monk, was that they, that eventually I would find a, a outlet for my mental illness that would make me really stand out in my, in my field. And, and because that, 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 it was such a great portrayal of mental illness where it didn't, make the person that you didn't pity. I mean, I pitied him from time to time, but mostly I mm. admired him and, and, and it was, it, it just was, uh, it, it really is such a special series. Oh, well, thank you. It was, a, it was, yeah, look, it was, it was a fun thing to work on and there was, it was my first job in television and I'm, I had such a great time doing it and got to work with Tony Shalhoub, who's the best and the best. Yeah, it's just nice to be a part of a thing that people that still sticks around and airs. Uh, I don't even know where. I don't what. What is that on? What streaming thing is Monk uh, on? Prime, Prime, Prime Video. It's uh, free. It's on Amazon. Okay. To, to Prime Video. I thought it was going to be more of a Pluto TV deal. Oh no for, no no! Uh, this, for Monk. This is the real deal. This is this is Prime okay. Video, and I, I also enjoyed the the descriptions of your efforts in writing uh, spec scripts early on and, and how you were really falling asleep at the computer. It's just the the whole book is very inspiring. If there are listeners who are putting off getting it, I would, I would recommend um, the audible because your, your delivery and your voice, I, I think are, are, really important to to the um enjoyment although i i'm sure i could add your your delivery in the book as i read it but it just it was like spending uh about ten and a half hours with you so it was really a delight oh that uh, gary that is truly sweet for you to say i really appreciate that and honestly i'm not gonna this is not some uh, exercise in log rolling here but i just want to say that <laughs> you um I always thought you were funny. I was like, oh, Gary Goldman's a funny comedian. But then you, over the last few years, have found this other gear to what you're doing. And it has been very exciting to watch you go places with your comedy, whether it was doing like more, more longer pieces or you just mining your own personal... Uh, foibles and and the, your real life situations in a way that is funny but also very honest and heartfelt but the, the the you you did a thing and i feel like we maybe have this in common where it's like when i was writing that book i was like man i want to tell this stuff as it happened but i also don't want it to stop being funny at some point even if it's like the rough stuff i still want to find ways yeah. to like keep it funny like that to me was the trick of things from my from my perspective. What was that like for you to decide like I'm going to start to talk about truthfully the depression, the mental illness cuz you did a special called The Great Depression. 
Yeah, and it, it, it was about this two-and-a-half-year episode of depression that, that I was hospitalized a, a couple of times and, and for extensive periods. And, and the whole thing, I guess, and, and you know this from being a comedian, is that you... Um, it's, it's funny because most people are uncomfortable in front of people trying to be funny, and I think a lot of comedians are uncomfortable in front of people trying to be sincere or earnest. So it was it, it just it was a relief when I could tell the stories and and be funny. I I had to use some sort of nonfiction information, and and the the director I worked with was really great at adding documentary footage to to kind of um, enhance the the narrative, but. The, the prime directive throughout the touring and everything was that I, it, it has to be funny or else I'm, I'm doing a one person show, which is fine, but it's not my, I'm not, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, a, a theatrical Olivier that, I mean, not that you have to be that <laughs> level, but, but my strength is my jokes. My acting is, is uh, decent. And so I, I, I leaned on the, the jokes and, and I, I also think that for an audience, it's very uncomfortable if you get heavy the whole time and they're serious and, and, that, and the jokes are, are sparse. So it just, it's, it's just what I, I, and I, and I think you do this really well. I think you wrote a book that you would want to read that, that it wasn't all heavy, but there was heavy stuff in there. And even that was cut with, with some humor and perspective. And, and the other great thing when you're telling stories of, of distress and, and, and discomfort is that you're, the fact that you're writing it and telling the story means that you survived it and people are, are sort of uh, naturally relieved by that. Yeah, no, that look, well, that's that I, we're in the same, on the same page with that. Um, because you wanted to, like, like you said, you come at this as a comedian. It's how, well, that's what got you in the door. That's where your heart lay uh, in terms of your skill set and your passion and all of that. That's where that's that's who you are. But there's just that point where it's like, do you incorporate? that next level of things into it. Because look, I'm not going to put, there's comedians who have done stuff for 60 years and they've never told two personal things about themselves in their act. And that's, that's fine. If you're, if the jokes are on point and you're funny, you don't have to do that. Like you don't have to go there. If you choose not to, you can just be a, you could be a joke machine and that's that works for anybody. But there, but it seems like you clearly, and when you watch the special, you can see that you were just like a lifetime of getting ready to pop where you would tell everybody all of it. It just feels like, yeah, like you were just I, holding all of it until you were ready through whatever circumstances got you to that point where you're like, I'm going to talk about the things I'm actually going through. But I also now have the comedic training to where I can do it as a comedian. First, you didn't decide you're going to go do the like a, 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 a sh- like a performance thing that would maybe then you could not make it as funny and make it more just like 
monologue based. You keep it funny the whole time, which is that's the that's the magic trick. Wow, thank you. I mean, you really you really nailed where I was coming from. It it was it was all in the in the timing. So I could have had this experience with being hospitalized and and being just on the on the brink of of just with so much suicidal ideation and not feeling safe. I could have had that experience when I was eight or 10 years in, even in comedy. And I wouldn't have had the, the chops to be able to deliver it in a, in a way that would have been palatable to, to audiences. I also, I was doing up until four or five years ago, I was doing comedy clubs where people were just there to have a good time and get drunk and see a comedian, not, not to see yeah. me. So this, this happened to come, this, this uh, illness happened to peak or reach its, its, uh, the bottom at a time when I had an audience where I could go to different places and have a few hundred or, or in some places as many as, as a thousand, uh, people who were familiar with my work and trusted me. And, and so I had the permission to be a little bit more personal. So it was, it was just, I, it was, it was something that, that I was, uh, I was ready to take on a challenge because I, I had, the, the comedic experience, but then also mm-hmm. I had an audience that would be um, amenable to to something that was was not entirely um, just uh, observational humor and and light uh, uh, self deprecation. Yeah, because because you um, look, I get this is a thing. It's just like I don't know, and I'm gonna just I'll say this. I'm not a comedian comedian. I don't go on stage and do my act and things. I would never in a million years be able to do what you do because most of these comedians you're surrounded with are monsters and <laughs> they seem like they would feed like chum in the water on somebody else's like somebody like opening up like that. That would be my worst fear. It's like, you're going to yeah. open up and somebody's going to turn it back on you. And then you, you basically handed them the playbook to destroy. (laughs) Like, that's the part I was so like with those people. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to talk about, here's the, I got some real, I'm having some real mental uh, dealing with some heavy problems right now. And I was in the hospital, it's just like, and meanwhile, they're going, yeah, uh uh-huh. Okay. And like, they're writing the notes down on how they can just throw that back in your face. Yeah. I, I, that's a, it's a rough you you operate in a very rough um as a portion of the of the comedy industry which is the stand up part which can be really there there are some people that would no look i know you have real friends and there's real kind comedians who might also yeah. be rough on stage in real life they're they're sweethearts and that's real that's how humans actually are but it's also yeah. you're mate, you're in a very vulnerable position to do that and and trust something so private and and sensitive to a group that can will do anything for a laugh sometimes. Yeah, it's it's so true, and I hadn't really. I, I I mean, luckily I didn't dwell on it, but all along the way I kept thinking to myself, if this comes off comes off schmaltzy, and um, I mean, the best example is is one of my favorite things is when you. Um, ridicule Billy Crystal's uh, jazz man character, which which is this odd intersection of racist and and also uh, schmaltzy 
and and Catskillsy, and it just and and I just the last thing I would want is for um, somebody to say the Great Depression was this uh, sentimental, treacly, uh, cloying thing. So I I, I just uh, I was really um, so sensitive about about uh, certain aspects and trying to keep it keep it so that what you're saying that I would not be uh, ridiculed at a at a table and really have no defense of of what I had done. So, so that's really it's yeah. Really oh, it's terrible. I'm scared of all those people. The people you're friends with. That's a. I'm more. I'm more scared of them than anybody else on the planet. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. But, but it's I like I su- totally, it's like Suicide Squad. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Except that early on, I think I set up a boundary with them where I uh, insisted that that um, they uh, be a little gentler with me than they are with the other uh, okay. people. Because I, I mean, I just uh, I'm incredibly sensitive. I grew up in a family that that just was. Uh, really venomous in their criticism and, and just would go for the jugular and any kind of argument. So I, I, I think I, I, um, I, I overreacted a few times to people insulting me. And I, and I think they, uh, it, it probably prevented them from inviting me to things, but it also kept me from being just, uh, um, in the fetal position at, at comedy clubs. Yeah. Like I would be so like, like who, like some of uh, look, I'm not going to harp on this, but it's just, it's a scary thing to me. I, I, yeah. I'm, I don't have the I, fortitude to, but thankfully yeah. you drew a boundary early that told people it's like, I'm not going to dish it out. So yes, don't exactly. exactly. Like, is that what it was? Yeah. Like you were just kind of like, Hey, I'm not making fun of you. Don't yeah. make fun of me. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and, um, I, uh, I, I think also people knew, um, that I had played football in college and thought that perhaps I was uh, physically uh, aggressive. So, so perhaps that's why they gave me a, a pass as well. That's also a gift that it's like, I'm like six, two or whatever. And you're a, yeah. you're a strapping guy. And then you're just kind of <laughs> like, no, people don't know. It's like, I'm not going to fight anybody. I don't know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I do not want to uh, get into a fight. I got in one, when I was in um, fifth grade and then in 12th grade and they're a nightmare there's run away. If you have to, a fight is nothing good comes from a fight. No, no run. I see a fight going on. It's just like, (laughs) yes, (laughs) that's like, Hey, you guys got in a fight. Like you weren't in the fight with us. Like, no, I wasn't. I, uh, I ran from the fight. One thing I wanted to bring up is that we're both really big Chris Elliott fans. Oh my God. Yeah. No, he's Chris is a, a hero of mine. And it's like Chris and his writing partner, uh, Adam, Adam Resnick, Resnick are two of my favorite people yeah, ever. And, that was and the- Adam wrote, Adam wrote an amazing book. You should check out called will not attend, which is kind of like, it is the funniest book I've ever read in my, my life. It's unbelievable. It's he's yeah. It, it, listeners, if you haven't read "Will Not Attend" by Adam Resnick, I cannot yeah. recommend it enough. And mm-hmm. and another man who said that it was the funniest book he ever read was was uh, David Letterman. Yeah, and it makes look. Yeah. They got Letterman, Goldman, <laughs> yeah, Sharpling. Sharpling. Yeah. We're all yeah. saying, check this book out. You got to check yeah. it out. 
Um, one of the funniest things when I, I worked with Adam on a show and one of the funniest things was the first day of this job, like he came into the writer's room and he just saw the, like the little table of snacks and stuff. And he was just saying it out loud, but to himself, but still out loud. He was just like, yeah, I guess, uh, sure would like some sugar for this coffee, but I guess that's a pipe dream. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, like, and he didn't know anybody in the entire room. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And look, I'm like, here's, here's the, this is the all time best Adam Resnick story. We are working on this show together. And then the people from the network come in for a, for a conversation about marketing and how they're going to promote the show and social media. They talk to us for almost two hours about this, about just like, well, we're going to do this. We're going to have bus ads and there's going to be posters and social media. And we're going to try to multi-platform. They're using all the lingo. And it's just like, yeah. again, almost two hours. And then at the, and then at the end of this thing, they go, okay, anybody have any questions? And then Adam goes, um, he goes, hey, yeah, not to play devil's advocate, but um, what if we just forget everything you said and we just take out an ad in TV Guide? <laughs> and it was to a group of people. No one, no one, no one. They didn't know him. He just was like, it was. I was like, this is this is my hero now. Adam yeah, is my yeah, just yeah, the greatest. He's, he's the greatest, now, and it's not like he's he's on. He just cannot not be funny. He's oh, he makes me oh laugh. My God. He's very generous he, with his laughter, which a lot of brilliant genius yes. comedians aren't. Bro, no, I'm laugh. look, I'm horrible with laughter, Gary. I'll just tell you right now. I now the this this show that I'm doing now over the last twenty years, I guess whatever has beaten out of me. The ability to laugh at things because it sounds bad on on the air when somebody's like, <laughs> oh. if I'm suddenly like laughing and then doing the stuff with John Worcester, just like I don't want to be cracking. Right. So it eventually it eventually stifled my laugh to now I'm one of these horrible people who just goes like, that's very funny. Yeah, but that's enough in this business because I've noticed that too. I have friends who say that's very funny, and I I giggle like a schoolgirl because I'm an old lady, but. Oh my, I, I wish I, I could. Um, I do appreciate the guys who will at least give me a that's very funny or that's hilarious. But but Adam and, and Chris Elliott are really good laughers. We have a lot, yes. of, a lot of fun laughing with them. Oh, no. And I just like, but it, it's like, what, what am I, Lorne Michaels now? I just go, that's very funny. It's like, I don't want to be that person, but I am. Oh, my gosh. But, I, but inside, I'm like, just get in touch with the thing so you can laugh, laugh, physically laugh, Tom, what happened? I'm, I'm so glad that you said Lorne Michaels, because it always irritates me when people in show business just call him Lorne, like, the, like the, the, they're on uh, the first oh, yeah. basis. And, and it, <laughs> yeah. it makes me resent that person. Yeah. Anytime anybody says to me, Lorne, I go, who Lorne green. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about, we're talking about uh, Bonanza. <laughs> what yeah, are we? And then, like, oh, Lorne Michaels. Okay. Okay. Oh, good. I just, well, you know what? I actually went to the doctor on a serious note and I said that I have a hard time laughing. And he said he prescribed to me uh, 
two uh, tickets to Carnegie Hall oh. on Saturday, November 13th. He said, this is the cure for your inability to laugh out loud. It's Gary Goleman, <laughs> born on third base. He said, this will cure your your uh, your uh, dilemma. Tom, that, if I didn't know that this was a true story and I wasn't, and we hadn't discussed this in the pre-interview, I would think that that was a <laughs> sticky plug. But I know that your your doctor did, in fact, recommend two tickets to Carnegie Hall to see me and yes. uh, doing comedy. Well, this is no, it, yes. Well, thank you. I just it, it's a medical. Condi- I I take my <laughs> medical uh, history very seriously. Um, you you have this new show coming up. Born on yes. third base. Yes. And this is about what now? I mean, the, the, the O. Henry twist is that I am a, um, uh, uh, I grew up very poor, like on welfare and food stamps and free lunch and everything. And, and I tell stories about that. And I, I, um, so it's sort of biographical in, in those terms and, and, also has a, a, a bit of a, a um, take on the expression born on third base, where I, I say even though I did grow up poor, I had it very easy being a white male in, a, in America when I grew up and, and having a, a really strong, um, what do you call it, a safety net growing up where I was able to go to public school and and also I was very fortunate to be able to go to college on a, on a football scholarship because I, I happen to be athletic. So it's sort of a, a, um, it's, it's a biographical, but it's, uh, again, I take these stories and, and tell the funny, uh, aspects of it and leave out a lot of the, the certain aspects like the divorce and, and the fights that my parents would get into and all that I, I, I find has been covered very nicely in drama. So I, I, take it from a, a comedic angle, but it's, it's, uh, it's a lot lighter than the great depression, which involved me really revving up my, my strength and, and uh, ability to, to do some, some easy acting for, for those shows. This is a lot, a lot lighter. Okay. So this is more fun. So you're saying yeah. that curtain goes up, giant pencils on the stage, oversized rocking chair, um, like what are the props you're going to have out this time to I set? I absolutely love the the yeah that's that 70s comedic stage look the the Lily Tomlin one person show yeah. I think I'm hoping they'll have one of those um area rugs around the the microphone oh, stand uh-huh. I know that's better for my for my back but I I don't I I think when we shoot the special Perhaps there'll there'll be some sort of uh, additional furniture, but I I I generally think the better the the stage design and the more elaborate the stage design for a comedian's special, the um and Eddie Pepitone I think is an exception because I really love the all the books that were on his last special, but generally if there's a, a, a I, I saw one guy and it was a, a like a, a, a huge theme of a, and it was so dated because it was, it was set in the nineties. The it was just horrible. So I, I, I like to keep the stage design sparse. Sure. You're not riding out on an oversized big wheel. Um, yeah, like Gallagher Rolls Royce, did. like Howie Mandel did on one of these things. <laughs> came out in a Rolls Royce. And it was just so, Oh my gosh, I cringed. 
Because it also would be the kind of thing it'd just be like, yeah, I'm going to go out on a, a Rolls Royce. And then you're just like, then you find out it's just like, yeah, you lost money doing the show tonight. <laughs> Why? It's like, oh, that Rolls Royce had to go yeah. through like union, like, like Teamsters had to do the Rolls Royce and you had to get the car and everything. It's just like, no, yeah. I just look, people are there for the yucks and they're here to hear yeah. you talk. They don't, they don't need to see you uh, walk out in a fake old fashioned living room set or whatever. Um, no, no. I, I, yeah. yeah. Those really bum me out these days. Yeah. Now one thing that you and I, both your, your special and I talked about it in my book, and this is parallel thinking at its finest. You said in your special that Bugs Bunny is Jewish. Uh-huh. And I said in my book that Bugs Bunny is Jewish. And I said, Bugs Bunny is also Italian. I think. So where, where is Bugs Bunny? You're well, let's figure this Bugs Bunny thing out. First of all, Bugs Bunny's from like Brooklyn, right? Is that fair yeah, to say? Totally. Yes, yes, absolutely. He is from Brooklyn. And so I think that the neighborhoods were so mixed that there were, um, I, I think there were Jews and Italians probably living side by side. And B- Bugs Bunny perhaps has a, has a, a, an influence. He was influenced by his Italian neighbors and perhaps there was mm-hmm. a, an Italian woman in the, the building and, and mm-hmm. probably worked amongst and with okay. uh, Italians over the years coming up in the, in show business. But he, uh, he absolutely had a bar mitzvah and <laughs> it was, um, it, it was uh-huh. something that he used in a, in a Tom Sawyer way to make a lot of money. Okay. That makes sense. I look, I, as long as that part of, as long as it's acknowledged that Bugs Bunny is clearly from from like Brooklyn and absolutely yeah yeah yes. So then yes. when he when he goes across America, he just wants to be left alone. That's all thing people don't realize. Oh, Bugs Bunny. Some people are like oh, I think he's mean. I think he's a jerk. All he's no. doing is living in that rabbit hole. Don't bug him, and he's not going to come out and get with you. You mess with him. Then he destroys you on every possible, with every tool in his arsenal. He destroys you. Yes, he has never provoked a, a, a fight. He is not like Woody Woodpecker. He, yeah. There's that, that wonderful episode where he uh, befriends a penguin. And at the, probably, mm-hmm. probably said it was the North Pole, but I think penguins are actually from the South Pole. Whatever it was, he befriended the penguin. He looked out for him. He's, he's got a great heart. He just, uh, he's an artist and he wants to be left alone and he, he wants to, uh, he's, he's, uh, I, I, he likes to isolate to think. Yeah. Look, the one thing I'll say is the one with the baseball game, maybe don't set your rabbit hole up in the outfield. Maybe the, maybe the baseball yeah. team had a point on that one <laughs> where you're literally go in the stands, bugs. You're, you're out there. You got your carrot in a hot dog bun and you're watching from the middle of the field they're trying to play so that one the players had a point the gas house gorillas probably had a point on that one that you shouldn't be there heckling them there there also could have been a there could have been an accommodation created and also i i I thought that the the gorillas were aggressive 
and they 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 did not bargain for what what Bugs Bunny had to offer. And it turns out he was an outstanding. He was the greatest baseball player of all time. Yeah, he played all the positions at once. Yeah. And although in that epi- that that uh, that cartoon, you don't know who won the game because that final hit goes out, and then the Statue of Liberty is literally saying agreeing with the ump but they're still arguing safe or out is never properly determined. It's still a little bit of a cliffhanger and I'm waiting for someone over at Warner brothers to resolve it. They've had 78 years to fix this. And I wish somebody would tell me whether bugs bunny beat the gas house gorillas at baseball that day. I think in our lifetime, these types of things, because people, the, the great thing about bugs bunny is he seems to be timeless. And so I, I think with this, this constant devouring of, of content that eventually they will have, they will have to close that. I, I, and I'm coming from this as finding out over the weekend or maybe on Monday that Mel Brooks is finally finishing History of the World Part 1 with the follow-up that he teased during the, during the uh, end credits. Yes, the History of the World Part 2 is yeah. finally underway. And yeah. we'll nobody see. Could have predicted Look. Hulu, but but it, it's happening. Look, personally, do I have the highest of hopes for something that a ninety-nine-year-old man is doing? I don't. But he's doing but it I... with young writers, so I think okay. it could be very good. Good. Well, then, then, then I have much more hope for it now. Look, I don't know why I thought he was doing it by himself. He's so old. <laughs> like if he just like no, Mel, where's the Mel, where's the script? He's like, old. I'm trying to get it done as fast as I can. I'm an old guy. And they're like, we need these pages. Here are the notes. Like Mel Brooks on a notes call. Having the, listen, somebody just go like, well, what's the, what's the comedic point of view of this character right now? And he's like, I'm Mel Brooks. That's what the point of view is. Yeah. No, he, he, uh, yeah. That'll be exciting. It's exciting to see when these lifers hang in there and keep doing it. And uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm a big admirer of the lifers in comedy, and it's exciting to watch them. And watch how I watch how I loop this back to you, Gary. It's exciting okay. to watch someone grow in their artistry and go from just being a yuck merchant to actually transitioning into being a capital A artist. And oh. Gary Goldman, you are an artist. Well, that's so nice to, to say. But I, I mean, the great thing about about comedy is you can you can improve at it um, as you get older, which which is mm-hmm. is not the case with with say uh, every sport in the world. Yes, like with basketball, for example. Show. Yeah, it tends I mean, to not favor the old. I'm a basketball obsessive, and it and it just it it always. It, it killed me to watch Larry Bird in, in decline because it happened mm-hmm. so quickly and it, and it, and it wasn't gradual. No. Well, and I'll say this about Larry Bird, this cheapskate wouldn't shovel his he had to, he wouldn't pay a kid to come shovel his driveway. He could have oh, probably yeah. played five more years if he just paid some kid 30 bucks to shovel his driveway. No, that's a great He's, point. He was penny wise and, and pound foolish, as my yes. mother would say. And he, and he, yes, he was constantly doing work around his house to save money. He's nuts. 
<laughs> it's the craziest thing where you're just like, oh, I blew my back out. Oh, doing what? Shoveling my driveway. Yeah. What? You're Larry Bird. You, you, you are a, you're a star. Why are you shoveling your own driveway? Ah, that kid wanted 20 bucks. Oh, my gosh. To do it. 20 bucks, Gary Goleman. You think about all the enjoyment you were denied as a Celtics fan. I know. I know. It's lunacy. I would have shoveled his driveway for, for free. Yeah. So who is the, what are your, what are, who's your favorite player in the NBA right now? Gosh, I, I, I mean, I, I, I love Jalen Brown from the, from the sure. Celtics because mm-hmm. I, I think he, he's starting to transcend even basketball, but I'm, I'm, I'm a huge uh, LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard fan. And, and I love Kevin Durant. Yeah. Now they're all, I love it's at it's at a good point. This is going to be an exciting season, and it started today. Yes. It started today. Yeah, it started tonight with the the Nets played the Bucks and the Lakers. I think are playing the Warriors right now. But the past two seasons have been uh, not up to to par because of the the first of all the the bubble was was mm-hmm. very very stressful for them, and then they came yeah. back too quickly last year. And I think a lot of the if you if you noticed all the teams that made it. To the uh, the conference finals were knocked out in the first or second round the following year because they, they there was no off season. Was yeah, there was no, no recovery season. time, no time to yeah. no time to let your body rest. Yeah, it was yeah. very interesting to see the the like the 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 teams kind of conk out early. The Miami Heat run out of gas. My favorite was when Jimmy Butler from the Miami heat was in the bubble where the NBA players were all locked in the bubble. They couldn't leave for months. And then he set up a coffee shop out of his, basically out of his hotel room where he would make coffee for players and would charge them 20 bucks cash for like lattes and espressos and things. And he was just like, no IOUs. 20 bucks a coffee <laughs> like that to I me never, i never heard the, about that that is fascinating it is the funniest thing when and he had like a little dry erase board outside his room that had all of these um like the menu on it <laughs> i love that oh it's 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 one of the funniest things ever i'm looking i'll i'll, I'll send you a picture of this is like it was called Big Face Coffee, and it said lattes, pour-overs, cappuccinos, Americano, espresso, red-eye, mocha, uh, mochaccinos, uh, cafe au lait, and it was like small, $20, medium, $20, large, $20, cash only, no IOUs. I love it. That is brilliant. Yeah, it's and, amazing. And clever, and I mean, I'm not a huge Butler fan because he's never played for the Celtics, but he's mm-hmm. one of those guys that if he plays for you, you love him because he's a, he's he's got so much heart and and uh, pent up hostility. Yeah, now he always reminds me of one of those, um, like one of those drill sergeants who would be on Jenny Jones, who would like scream at the troubled teens yeah. when they'd be like, "You can't tell me what to do," and then they'd bring some guy on who'd be like, "You shut up! You listen to yeah. your father. He's talking yeah. to you like." Start screaming they, like Jimmy Butler reminds me of those yeah. guys. No, that's a great analogy. I, I, I agree. Yes. He frightens me. 
buddies, but I wish he played for a team I like. Now, Gary, you have this special. Come, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna say goodnight now. But I want to say okay. to you, first of all, it was so exciting to have you on the show. I've been a fan for a long time, and it's, it's very, it, it, it blows my mind that you uh, enjoyed uh, my book, and it meant the world to me that you tweeted about it. And so it's exciting to talk to you just from a, on a fan's perspective, but everybody should know you have this tour coming up. You can go to GaryGolman.com for information, but the big, the biggie is the upcoming, the Carnegie hall show on November 13th, which is going to be a triumph for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful and it's, it's really something. It's the first venue I've performed that, that my, my mother has heard of. So this is very exciting. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm really, it's, it's, uh, it's like being on the best show. It is, it is an honor to, uh, to bring my, my act to Carnegie hall. So I'm, I'm really, I, I mean, I, I, when I got the offer, I was, I was literally pinching myself because it's something that I had, uh, uh, thought of because I'd seen other comedians. I remember seeing on uh, HBO George Carlin did it, and I remember Ray Romano put out an album from Carnegie Hall, and it was just something that uh, I, I didn't have the audacity to to really uh, make it a goal or anything like that. But it's it's just something that's a, a tremendous uh, honor. That's huge, and it's it's well deserved, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be very exciting. And it's it's congratulations on it. And Thank uh, you so much, Tom. Yeah, and let's uh, let's we'll talk to you more, and I'll talk to you in real that. life too. Yeah, I, yeah, I would love to to sit down and and have a a. Uh, well, let's not push it. Wait on about time. sitting down. That might be a little <laughs> out of my comfort zone. Okay. I'd like well, to stand somewhere with you. Maybe, no, okay. of course. No, that would be we'll amazing. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much, Tom. You're, you're as okay. delightful on the phone as you are in uh, Audible. Well, that's the sweetest thing anybody ever said to me. Gary Gallman, yeah. thank you so much right. for being on the show, thanks. and we will talk real soon. Okay, thanks, Tom. Good awesome. night. Take care. All right, bye. A nice guy. Well, the nice guy is so funny. I like him so much. Studio, thoughts? I hope he comes back soon. Okay. So do I. Pat, thoughts? I loved... The Great Depression, but I also really loved, he did this series on his Instagram, I guess it was taken from his Twitter uh, screenshots of his tweets or something, but it was uh, for any person who is a writer of any kind, he had these like writing notes a few years mm-hmm. ago, and they were so good. I've, I screenshotted many of them. Screenshot? Screenshotted? I don't, I don't know what the, what the... Uh, word would be there but you know what i mean i i i saved so many of those writing tips they were mm-hmm. great great pieces of motivation and uh i hope they're compiled in something someday because they were great so mm-hmm. gary's uh gary's a mensch and a good guy oh that's awesome that's awesome uh, mike ap mike yes i enjoyed stuff? the interview tom oh thank you mike well, mike mike thank you for saying you enjoyed the interview something that the other uh two producers did not mention the actual quality of the interview mike i'm giving you an extra hundred best show bucks for that i'm giving pat 500 giving dudio 450 mike you get 600 uh best show bucks thanks tom there you go i'll use it wisely 
Pat. Yep. Give me the extra hundred best show bucks. Right. You get seven hundred. Studio. He does. I hope he doesn't the, come back now. Are these Studio. good at, at Jimmy John's? Oh, they're good at Jimmy John's. Just go to Jimmy John's. Okay. Order the food. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't pay. Grab the food. Okay. <laughs> My advice at Jimmy John's: you go to Jimmy John's, and you just see what food they have on the on the shelf that's pre-ordered for like Postmates or whatever, and just go. Uh, this is for Keith. And you go and just grab it and walk out. And uh, no, that's not. That's bad advice. That's stealing food. That's stealing. Trustworthiness of those shelves. I don't know who's touching this stuff. Is this my order? No, it's not. Oh, and they rooted through the bag already. Thanks, but no thanks. Thumbs down, Jimmy Johns. You really blew it with this uh, wheat bread thing today and now i lost the taste actually maybe thank you jimmy johns i think i lost the taste forever i don't have to eat those those that awful sandwich every couple months once the 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 bug hits me are you tempted to do a walkout i almost didn't eat there yeah i almost said ah cancel it i did a walkout the other day I, i haven't done that in a long time where'd you walk out of i went to a liquor store Mm-hmm. And I've been there many times, never had a problem. Yeah. I was looking for, you know, lots of liquor stores have warm beer, right? You're going to get warm beer because you don't want to get cold beer that you're going to have to leave out for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get, you get a little discount, you know, it's a little cheaper. For the warm beer. Yeah. So this, this store doesn't have a, a very large space, but they have warm beer there. So I just walked in the door and this guy's asking me if he could help me. So I was like, oh, okay. And I told him exactly what I'm looking for. And he starts laughing. Like, you know, I was from Mars or something, you know, Mm. I I made such a strange request. Yeah. And uh, I did happen to see like four loose six packs of Coors Light. You know, that was, you know, Coors Light. Yeah. Like, God, how could a liquor store... You know, why would you assume they would have warm Coors Light in in a liquor store? Outrageous. Mm -hmm. So this guy is giggling, you know, and I saw the four six packs just sort of sitting on top. I'm like, well, could you give me a a discount on these four six packs here? And he starts giggling some more, you know. And I'm like, you know. You would do an impression of this giggle just so I can get like, are you going, (laughs) hee, hee. Like that? That's that's not far from it. Well, I was doing an impression of like a leprechaun. Like that's what a leprechaun would sound like. You know, which made me even think like maybe he was high when I left. Well, so yeah, so I I started putting these warm six packs up there, and I just like you know I said no, you know I'll go across the street because literally there's another liquor store across the street, a little out of the way, but hey. You know, if I'm going to get some idiot giggling, you know, mm-hmm. it was like the giggler from uh, from Death Wish 3. Death w- yeah, yeah. Now, you know what happened to the giggler. <laughs> Let's hope that your friend at that liquor store is spared the fate of the giggler. Yeah. They shot the giggler. They shot the giggler. <laughs> yeah. So I did a walkout. Yeah. It's like, okay. Charles Bronson walks into a neighborhood just with a gun, starts shooting local people in the neighborhood. Everybody is not going to start cheering all of a sudden. They're going to be like, yeah, the giggler lives here in this neighborhood. 
this this weird old man showed up with just a gigantic gun and just started shooting all of us. People are not going to be cheering. They're going to be like, wait, who's the guy with the gun shooting us? Yes, are you making the argument that the plot of Death Wish Three? (laughs) Are you making making the argument though that the Giggler was a beloved figure in that neighborhood? I don't know if he was a beloved figure, but you'd be also just like, maybe I'm not nuts about the person I've never seen before who's just mowing us down, mowing people down with a gun that I don't know who that is because maybe he's going to shoot me next. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Let's see. Let's go back to these band names. I had a couple. What do you got, Mike? Butthole Surfers. Yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad name. name. It's a bad name. It's a bad yeah. name. Whatever you think about uh, their music, bad name. Yeah. Number nine, please. Number nine. Number nine. Number Is nine. Dan for a good name? No. A terrible name. <laughs> most accurate when you know the origin of that and you know the music. That's the most on brand uh-huh. name you could have for that band. And let's Don't just it. put let's just put Cherry Pop and Daddies at number uh two, actually, please. Move it right on the list. That name sucks. Any other ones, Mike? Uh Neil on uh Twitter mentioned uh uh, Steve Albini band from 87. Yeah, we're not doing that one. Okay. Yeah. Pretty bad though, right? It's a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like it. That's not fun. It's not, it's, okay. it's, it's yeah, too yeah. much for what we're yeah. doing tonight. It's too much, right. but everybody, people know they know. Yeah. What about, um, what about cheap trick? Cheap that's trick. A, that's a pretty good name. I think. What do you think? Cheap trick. Cheap trick. Is it better than Scorpions? Or is it Scorpions is Scorpions? a really good name. Scorpions is such a good band name. It is. The Scorpions is really one of the greatest band names you could have. Conversely, Credence Clearwater Revival is such a bad name. For yeah, a band not good. Put that at five, please. Credence Clearwater Revival. And the list is skewing a little 60s, but so be it. How about The Clash? Good name. Clash is a good name. What's a better name, The Clash or The Fall? I think The Fall is one of the best band names you can have. Yeah, they're good. I think they're both. That's a good good. name, The Fall. That's a good name. Number three, The Fall, please, on the best. What about Badfinger? That sucks. Pavement, not so good, right? Pavement's not a great name either. Just that, again, we're not talking about the music. Yeah, I'm yeah, like no, just I'm, the, I'm just the talking sound about the I name. Love, I yeah. love pavement. But yeah. Jesus Jones. Hmm. I don't know. Smash Eric and the Dominoes. That sucks. Smash Eric Mouth. Clapton. Smash Mouth? Yeah. I don't know. That one could that's a that almost could go on either list. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling more best. And also, I want to say this about Smash Mouth. A few people have reached out to me to say, Tom, 
why don't you audition for Smash Mouth now that the one guy left Steve Steve Harrowell is no longer fronting Smash Mouth because I can do somebody once told me that like I could do that right might as well be walking on the sun I could do that I'll say this get me an audition get me an audition for Smash Mouth I'll try Uh I'll see what the deal is you're going to write the ship maybe how about it's a little uh you know homework you lay down a vocal track for next week's show you'll have time to prepare a vocal track so you want me to start rehearsing for the job in smash mouth i just like that we can hear you do like a full song your best effort I think it would be really compelling you're radio. Me. You're setting me up. This is a laugh. I'm not this is a laugh. I'm not setting a laugh. you up. Now so you, how is this and your, a you and your crew, you and this, your crew are going to be hooting it up. Now you and your crew are going to be hooting it up. My crew. You mean my team? Come on. You, you're confusing me now. You and your team are going to be. Well, I do have up. a crew. I do have a crew. That's separate. Oh, no. That's the thing. You're running crew. <laughs> I'm not here to be a buffoon for your running crew. <laughs> Or your team. <laughs> You'll never guess what we got. It's a sincere them request, Tom. I think it would you know be great. A good name? You know what's a good name for a band, Mike? Hound. Hound. Yeah, it is a good name. Yeah. Put Hound on the list. Perry Shaw, Hound, number eight. Might as well put Giant Dog. We're a stealing. Giant a giant Dog. If we're going to go yeah. that way, uh, I might. I think the uh in A Giant Dog has always thrown me for a little bit of a loop. <laughs> Because it's like not saying it's like the giant dog. It's a giant dog. Oh, look, I love them. They're one of my favorite bands. JD and the Straight Shot. Thoughts? That's a bad name. And a terrible band. Number four, JD and the Straight Shot, please. And that almost completes the worst list. We have number one open. Yeah. And we have one, Any two, calls? four. Let's get some calls. Let's get some calls in here. Any calls, Pat? Anyone calling? No one's calling. Hey. That show, hi. Hi. This is Frank hi. from Memphis. Frank from Memphis. What's up, Frank? And Sarah's here as well. Uh, not a whole lot. We're just, uh, we've been sitting down in our kitchen, um, Writing all the best and worst band names, and right. percent, you know, y'all beat me to Hoobus Hank and the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. So, okay. um, I, so I think my uh, <laughs> that'd be uh, the Doobie Brothers. Pretty bad. The Doobie Brothers is a pretty bad band name. <laughs> so I would almost say. Who would come off this list for the Doobie Brothers? Herman's Hermits? Oh, that's a blow right on Pat. That's aimed right at Pat. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even know who did it. Yeah. I, that wasn't he, he, on purpose. He, 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 oh, yeah, no, no, no. He, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. He didn't take one of uh, his own. Yeah. yeah. No hesitation <laughs> whatsoever. No. Mike, Mike which one did you say? <laughs> you don't know? You didn't put a little ML next to oh, so How about, how about uh, butthole surfers, guy? This is the best part of the show. This is the best part of the show. It's like a 
It's like there's a dead moose on the side of the road, and here come the three vultures <laughs> to pick uh, at it. Love it. Yeah. Let's see. Um, looking on Twitter here, I'm seeing. Um, yeah, I, I got it. I I can't put uh, meat puppets is not one of the best band names. Jonathan, come on. Metallica. Okay, here's what we got to do. Metallica is one of the dumbest names that's ever existed. Please take off the list. Take Beach Boys off the list and put Metallica in there. Because just think about it for a yeah, second. Yeah. yeah, You're in a metal band, mm-hmm. and what? Is, and your name starts with metal. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You hit on it. You got the metal number one. Ica. Metal Ica. <laughs> I wish back. Like, wouldn't it be great back then? It's like. I got the new Metal Ica record. You hear this band, Metal Ica? They got this re- uh, Kill Em All, Metal Ica. <laughs> and then James Hetfield getting so mad. <laughs> I'm here with James Hetfield from Metal Ica. He's the lead singer of the band, Metal Ica. It'd be so great to do that now. Oh, my God. Can you imagine right now? You get an interview with James Hetfield, and they're just like, okay, you have 20 minutes with him. Just know... 20 minutes, don't ask about this, don't ask about that. Like, you're going to have to go through all the hoops you can with this guy, and you agree to all of it. And then you just pronounce the name Metal Ica when you're in front of him. (laughs) In 2021, Uh I'm here with James Hetfield, the lead singer and songwriter of Metal Ica. James, I want to ask you, wait, hold on, what did you say the name was? (laughs) Metal Ica. the greatest i I would put me in that put me in that position please to say metal ica to mispronounce metallica to james hetfield (laughs) and i gotta agree here here we go somebody on twitter this guy gets it bressonathon the ramones that's a simple number two the ramones please it's dumb (laughs) It's simple. It's meaningless. It kind of captures the whole thing, right? No? Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I don't know if it's the number two best name. I couldn't tell if you were doing band. best or worst. I think, no, it's, best. I think it's one best. of the best, but I'm biased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. All right. Caller, hello. Welcome to the best show. No, this is the same show. Who is it now? Uh, uh, This is Frank from Memphis. Oh, he's still got Frank from Memphis on. Frank? Yeah, the the Doobie Brothers was our negative Nancy. Uh, That's right. Well, we're going to see about getting the Doobie Brothers on there for you, Chief. Yeah, it's just a stupid one. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see if something else falls off the list, like Propagandi, maybe Doobie Brothers. Could go in that yeah. slot. Yeah, in fact, do that. Number eight, Doobie Brothers, not propaganda. Hey, thank you, Tom. <laughs> thank you so and much. Who are you there with? What's your name again? Fred? My name is Frank, and this is Frank. Sarah, and we're devout listeners. Hi. Okay. Hi, Sarah. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Having a good night so far. How's good, your night? I'm glad to hear it. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. So what's the deal with Fred? What's his deal? Oh, his name's Frank. Um, Frank, not Frank. 
I might start calling him Fred though. It's pretty good. He's, you're you know, both. You're both in. You're in. You're in where? Memphis. Yeah, I actually work what? for um, Goner Records. You do. Yeah. Because I was gonna say. I was gonna say. What's the best record label in and oh. record store in Memphis? It's not even close. It's Goner. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both for the call, and you both have a great night. Thanks. Thank you, Tom. Have a good night, Tom. Bye, bye. Pablo Cruz. Mm, it's not good. Cool in the gang. That's cool. That's a pretty good name. You think it's bad or good? I I I've always been on the fence about it. I don't know if it's good or bad. I like the band. Maybe that's though. where that's where some of the names seem to live. Where they yeah. you're almost not sure if they're bad or good. What about the nitty gritty dirt band? Well, that sucks. Um, let's see. Mm, another call, Pat. And then we'll wind down with the calls now. The Killers is such a good name. Right? Yeah, but that had to have been taken. Come on. But, um, but it could be anybody's name then. It's just the name. It's a I don't good, care what the music sounds yeah, like, but that, but that band, the band from the aughts, always bothered me because I, I said in the two thousands that wasn't taken. Come on, well, they beat everybody to the punch. It had and to that's have existed. Come on, Pat. You can sing it. Take it, Pat. Go. You sit there in your heartache Waiting on some beautiful boy to save you from your own ways You play forgiveness. Watch him now. Here he comes. Okay. The karaoke song. That's why your guy knows it. Not because I'm driving around listening to Sam's Town. All right, what else we got here now? Caller? Hey. Hi, Tom. Hey. Hi. What's your name? Uh, this is Mike in Minneapolis. Mike in Minneapolis. What do you got for the list? Well, I have two for the bad and two for the good, potentially. Let's hear the good first. Um, all right. I was thinking Radio Birdman, because not only is it a Stooges tribute, but it's also a misheard lyric, and it's just a great name on its own. Yeah, because that's on uh, on what song? It's on uh, uh, Radio Nineteen Seventy. Yeah, yeah. Up above, or whatever he actually says. Yeah. So what? Uh, what's the other one? What's the other good one you got? I think Captain Beefheart and his Magic Band is a pretty phenomenal name for a band. Yeah, I think the Magic Band is a good name. Captain Beefheart, not so much. <laughs> what? The magic band just gets that. Yeah. What about, um, I mean, is the MC5, that's a good name, right? It is. Because it's like Motor City 5, Marijuana Cigarette 5, whatever they, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Kind of like MDC. And like MDC. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll hold off on that. Um, <laughs> give me the bad ones real quick, buddy. Well, there's an unspeakable one with the initials AC. AC, of course. We're not doing it. Sorry. I did see live multiple times. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't want the. I don't want the list to be. I want the list to be fun. And that name right. sucks. I look. Yeah. I agree. I would put it on the list, but they'd be on the list. Yeah. And then, uh, and then fish with a pH. Yeah, that's a pretty bad one. Although uh, macaroni, what's that, what are they called again? String cheese incident? What are they? Oh, yeah. But that's, that's also pretty bad, yes. They almost or could the be dip- number one on the list. But the disco biscuits? Disco biscuits is bad. Yeah. <laughs> some bad ones. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. Thanks, How many calls we got left, Pat? Tree. Tree, this is it. We'll do these tree, and then that's it. Okay? Yep. What do you got to say, Mike? You were about to say something? No, those jam bands have really bad names. Yeah, Mo. Yeah, they, yeah. You can't even remember half of them. What about yeah. Crazy Horse? No, I, like, I don't mind Crazy Horse. All right, what else we got? Beshow, hi. Give me another one, please, Pat. Beshow, hi. Hey, Tom. It's George in Virginia Beach. How are you? Hi, George. How are you? Good. What's the, to what the why with the pleasure of this call? Uh, I've got a band for the topic. Let's hear it. Uh, Diarrhea Planet. Oh, they're on the list already, my friend. Oh, okay, great. They're number three. Are they on the the best or the worst? Worst. Okay. <laughs> well, you think it should be on the best? I mean, I feel like it could be on like. Well, I guess three is good. It should be the the best of the worst, right? Yeah, it's a terrible that's exactly. Name. It. Yeah, and it's not a judgment on the music at all. At all. Right. Anything else, buddy? That's all I got. Thank all right. So well, I appreciate the call. You have a grand evening. Radiohead's a pretty bad band name. R.E.M.? Eh, it, didn't, it didn't bug me past the point. The Misfits for the good list? And Misfits is pretty, pretty good. Number seven, Misfits, The Misfits. And please make it The Scorpions so we differentiate because Hound is just Hound. I don't want to hear from Perry that people think it's now The Hound. All right. Next call, please. Hello, Beshow. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Beverly with way too many E's. Oh, my goodness. This is uh, one of my favorite callers, Everly, the rock star. Speaking of rock star, can I do something? Just one second. Yeah, go for it. 
Very nice, Everly. That's your Gary the Squirrel song. Yep. Gary asked me to relay a message to you. What is it? Gary said he's coming back, and he wants to know if that song can be used as the theme music to his upcoming special show. Of course it can. Okay. Well, I, he wanted to know. I just want. He's it's trying a- to be respectful. I get it. So what's going on tonight, Everly? Not much. I did have to oh. take this um, state test, though. You have a, a state test? So, like, every, since I do homeschool, like, the end of the year, everyone has to take this, like, test to make sure that your parents aren't just answering all the problems. But we yeah. weren't able to do it last year, so I had to do mm-hmm. it again this year. So I'm okay. doing it twice this year. So you're doing the state test twice. Mm-hmm. But what are the questions like on it? Are they are they uh, hard or are they super easy? They've been kind of easy with it, with these tests because they're from last year. I'm doing mm-hmm. last year's state tests, so they're easier. Now, with your parents, since you're homeschooled, uh-huh. do they ever, like, are you ever just like, can I go to the bathroom? And then they're like, no. No, not really. I kind of no. can just go to the bathroom if I want to. I, and do you ever just go never, like? Yeah. Do you ever just go like teacher, teacher, right? Uh, and then afterwards, you're just like, "Hi, hi, Dad, hi, Mom." Like, but you're just like, "I can't stand." I, what? If, this is what you should do sometime. Oh my goodness! I just came up with the funniest thing you could do, Everly. Who does the? Who, okay. who teaches you homeschooling? Who? Who my in your house teaches? Does who my does? Mom does the homeschooling. My mom. I couldn't hear you. Your mom? Mom, yeah. Okay. Everly, what if you do this? You sit down to dinner tomorrow, right? Uh-huh. And you, and you go, can I talk to you about something? And then the family would be like, oh, well, of course. You go, I just went to school today. I got to tell you, my teacher is so annoying. <laughs> I just need to tell you, my teacher's driving me nuts. Oh, wow. I can't, I can't take it anymore. Mom, do you have any advice for me? Well, what my mom's advice to you would probably be, would you like to go to your room now, Everly? And then you go, why? I'm just talking about school today, Mom. <laughs> um... I guess then she'd uh, she'd get she'd get kind of she'd get really mad because I'm insulting her in front of her. I'm being very. But, then you, but you act like you act the whole time like you don't know they're the same person. Yeah, well, seeing as I finish school before twelve o'clock a lot of times because of homeschool, I think I I don't I don't think I think I definitely know that my mom is my teacher. 
though. Uh, I think yeah. it's worth trying. I think it's worth trying for a laugh. What if you try for a that. laugh just to be funny? And then you go, I'm just busting your chops, mom. <laughs> That's a good idea. Or what if you do this and you're just like food fight, right? Oh, that would not end well. That would oh, not end well. What if you started I'd a food be... fight in the cafeteria? I'd ruin the wall. <laughs> but that's all things like. She's not going to be happy with me. Well, if, what if you say this? If you say, Mom, can I tell you something? I'm not sure who to tell. And she goes, okay. What do you want to tell me? You go, I heard a rumor that at school tomorrow there's going to be a food fight. Oh. Right? If you just say, uh-huh. I heard a rumor there's a food fight coming. Mom, what do you think? I guess she'd say something like, if you start a food fight, I think your bass lessons might stop for a while or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, though, is I'd get sent to the principal's office, and the worst part is my principal is my mom. Yeah. So... She sees everything. Yeah. Well, I think you could. Exactly I think there's some room for some fun here. Let's see. Speaking of rumors, can I say one more thing? Um, of course. I've, I've got a teacher who he did my 101 band, and he's got this band called Little Rumor. Okay. He does really good indie music, and his newest song is um. Kids in New York. He's really good. I, I okay. Think you should, I think you should play some of his songs. All right. Well, why, if you send uh, have uh, have your old Papa email some of it to me. Okay. I also have some stuff for the topic. What do you got? Let's hear it. Well, one of the worst is bare naked lady, but I think you, that might already be on the list. Mm, it's not, but guess what? It's going to be on the list. Take Doobie Brothers off the list. Bare Naked Ladies. Everly says how it goes, and that's how it is. <laughs> I also have a, a few. I have a best. Okay, what's the best? Band sanitizers. And that's your band? Yeah, it is. Number six, band sanitizers on the best list. Um, I also have two more worse. Okay, First one is Tool. Tool? Tool. Okay. All right. And, and who else? Second, Papa Roach. The Papa Roach is pretty bad. Ever. Yeah. And the worst part is I have to do a Papa Roach song in my band this season. I have what are you doing? Do La- last Resort? No, I didn't get to pick it out. And it's my... Bandmates, we said, well, I have no idea why we're doing it. Okay. Well, I hope I hope you have, maybe you can have fun doing it, though, Everly. Maybe you can have fun yeah, doing a Papa Roach song. To, I'll leave up the heart open. That's, that's so wonderful to listen to. It doesn't yeah. give me a headache. Well, you're doing pretty good with it, though. You're very talented. Thank you. All right, Everly. Yeah. I got to go. I got to wrap up so I can go and eat some dinner got it well bye have a great night you too bye i got the number one band already it's in my head
You know, it's going to be. And I saw somebody just tweeted this out to me. Number one worst. Somebody tweeted it out, but it it reminded me because this is what made me think of this topic in the first place. One of Mike's favorite bands. A band he has enjoyed over the... He's seen them live at least once. He saw them do like a new wave set one time. Okay, yeah, I got you. That's right. Yeah. Number one, Hot Tuna. Yeah. Not going to get an argument. No, terrible band name. It, it is bad. All right, let's get another call, please. We have two slots on the best. The worst is full right now, unless somebody knocks somebody off the list. Final call. Final call. Hello. Hello. Hi, Best Show. Hey, this is Santi in Philly, currently in Brooklyn now, though. Oh, how are you tonight? Doing well, doing well. I've got uh, some goodies and some baddies. I realize I'm the last caller of the night. Thank you so much for staying Well, let's on. hear them. Let's hear them. What do you got? All right. On the bad list, uh, the band is, one band is, the world is a beautiful place and I am no longer afraid to die. Are well, you, what's the are band name? Band? That's the, that's the band name. The band name is the world. I'm kidding. Is a beautiful I'm, kidding. Place. I'm kidding. Yeah. Okay. I don't like it. I don't even like that. I, I dislike that one so much. I don't even want to see it on the list. <laughs> I understand. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Yep. It, it almost recognizes it as a legitimate name. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. What else you got, buddy? Of, what else you got? Band of Horses for the bad one. Pretty bad name. And uh, Death Cab for Cutie. Look, I'm, I love Death Cab for Cutie. It's a reference. It's a song. It's a song by um, the uh the what you call us there the 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 funny british band who are they again bonzo dog band which actually that should be on the list bonzo dog band should be on the list <laughs> but look i know i get the name i know where the reference for the thing but if we're doing it sheerly it. as a reference point now eh, you know it's not going on the list not going on no 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 yeah i don't okay. as a well, reference What's for the good list? What do you got for the good list? Okay. Black Sabbath. Thin Lizzy. I got to say, I got to say, Black Sabbath. What do you think's better? Black Sabbath or Black Flag? Oh, man. Well, see, Black Flag for me, it's all about that, like, logo, too. Hard to, like, yeah. separate them. To me, Black Sabbath, well, I guess also Black Sabbath has that sick logo, but I mean, but Black, Black Flag, it, says, it tells getting. you what it is, though. Black Flag. It's true. It's a, you know you're not going to hear name. nothing that's very mellow. You definitely not. Number four, Black Flag, please. Glad I could get an, uh, an assist there. Yeah, you got the assist. Yeah, as a 76ers fan, I, you know, we're all about assists. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what counts. Yeah, you're all about assists. And um, the uh, your, 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 your current point guard just uh, gave a big assist for you guys to end up back in the lottery this week. 
by stomping off the court today or getting thrown off yesterday in a temper tantrum. Ben Simmons, great job. Great job. He's continuing the tanking legacy. Yes. Um, Well, cool. I'm glad I could uh, assist on one. And uh, I just wanted to say you did it, USOB. And thank you. The fact that you've had the best show for so many years and kept those stories is just like, what a great, you just knew what you wanted to do for so long. And like, it's like just so much patience, vision, and just like trusting yourself to just keep it all in and then let it all out in like the perfect way. And Oh, you're sweet. You're a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart. I appreciate it. Have a great night. You too, man. All right, that's it for the calls. We got one slot left, the number one slot for the best band name. I don't know. What are we thinking? Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin now. It's a pun. Okay, no puns. Not for number one, at least. Hmm. What are we thinking? A tribe called Quest? Pretty good. Not number one, though. Hmm. What are we thinking? Number Peaches one. And Herb? Peaches and Herb. What about Ringo Starr and his all-star band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, let's go with that. Number one, Ringo Starr and his all-star band. What about Rolling Stones? No, I never liked that name. Just never liked it. I think I'm comfortable with Ringo Starr and his all-star band. That's number one. Yeah. Great. Uh-huh. It has been determined. Is this the cherry first on top? Time? What's that? It's the cherry on top. It's the cherry on top. Cherry on top. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Is this the first time we've ever completed a, a list? In it the is the first time we've ever completed a list ever. Yeah, not only we, in one episode, I think ever. I don't know if we've ever completed. I don't think definitely we, the first we limited time. It. Yeah, this is the most limited list we've ever. Yeah, done. it's ten and ten. It was, yeah, and when you do fifty, you do these top fifties. Hard to do it. Like six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> well, my friends, the time has come. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. And remember, you go to patreon.com slash the best show to support the show. And to, uh, to you can hear all the bonus content that's up there. You go over there and do that. Um, also want you all to know um, that uh, we got the book club coming up. So read nothing but a good time. The uh, oral history of 80s hair metal. And... We will be back next week with an exciting show, and I appreciate all of you, and thank you, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.